The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beyond. 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 This week in PlayStation, we're talking about what PlayStation has up its sleeve for 2024 and the best PS5 game ever. We'll have all this and more because this is IGN Podcast Beyond and PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's blessed. That's Jada. That's Max. And this, of course, is a very special episode of both Podcast Beyond and Kind of Funny's PS I Love You XOXO. Max, I can't believe it's your first time in the studio. No, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's no, I went to the old one, but yeah, no, this one, this is, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. It's amazing to have you here. Jada, thank you for joining us. Yeah. It's my first time too. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I understand that, but it's one of those Max, you feel like he's a package deal. So whenever Brian's around, I assume Max is around. Oh, that makes I sense. I assume he's been through here once or twice for a party or something. I, th- I don't know why I missed that party. You guys had like a big housewarming thing. Yeah. We had made an intro for you. Didn't even use it. How's that feel? Just huh? threw it away. Tim did a lot of work for nothing. That's what it really comes down That's to. That's good. But I'm it's happy. It only took a little bit over day. a year to get you in the door. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you for oh, coming yeah. and working with us. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been living under a rock, this is IGN Cross Kinda Funny Week. What that means is it's Extra Life time, and we are doing a big old Extra Life stream on Friday with IGN. Uh, from 10 to 5, we will be playing video games and raising money for a great charity known as Extra Life. What it does is raise money, of course, for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Uh, I think of it kind of one of those walkathon marathons but you get to play video games in a thon away uh you go there you pick your hospital of choice and then you raise money for them we are playing for ucsf benioff here in the san francisco bay area uh we've been doing it for quite a few years uh back at ign i remember starting it back there and kicking it off there so it's a full circle moment to do it with you it's a crazy thing to have you know tim over on nvc cat on Gamescast, uh, us interrupting the daily fix but it's incredibly special to have you guys have blessing on beyond have you on ps i love you xoxo it's a cinematic universe it's, it's all the rage it ha- yeah that's that's that is that's the big thing that's what they're selling now for ips is the universe the only way right? to do it you got to have them all connected interconnected yeah. universes all that but no it's it's awesome we're raising money for kids and you know Really, I, I'm so glad we're not doing like a walkathon or a marathon. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, right? blue. Just, no, let's just play games. Hang yeah, on. Exactly. Put some scoreboards yeah. up. Uh, it's been, I said this on Twitter, and I'm cheating a bit because, of course, Dornbush had brought me back once or twice. I had popped up for the anniversary. But in terms of being a host and like talking and having the intro, it's been what I said about 3,200 days since I hosted an episode of Podcast Beyond. 
Insane. That, and what's it, it is insane. We had uh, I did uh, what I had Ryan McCaffrey on Gregway alongside Stella yeah, this week as well, which is one of our shows over on Patreon. And talking to him, the other thing that was insane, I was talking to Ryan about being what's it like to be an old guy at IGN now, and he took it very much as like literally being old. And I meant no, 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 like. You've been there so much longer than I have. And it was one of those things that I remember when we hired Ryan and it was like, oh, he's a new guy from the magazine. So yada, yada. Max, I had the shower thought the other day of like, man, I've been at kind of, I think you in the shower, of course. <laughs> I was like, I've been at kind of funny, you know, longer than I was at IGN. And then it was that moment of like, holy fucking shit. That means Max <laughs> has been at IGN longer than I was at IGN. That's impossible though. You're, it isn't. You're game over Greggy. No, no, you're Max Scoville. Come on oh. now. Congratulations it's, it's, uh, to you. Quantity, sir. not quality. I no, get out of here. You know what I mean? But no, congratulations on that and what yeah. a run you've had. No, it's weird. You guys, did you guys? <laughs> Max, everybody. Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, I mean, was it, was Kind of Funny founded 2014? 15. 15. Okay. So you're coming up on a decade. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's even crazy. Eight years old? Yeah. 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 There are yeah. eight year olds that can read right now. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, keep in mind, again, like I remember what a big deal it was to work at IGN at the 10th anniversary of IGN. Mm-hmm. And so now to be like, we're in spitting distance as long as we don't oh, get up, right? Uh, kind of funny hitting 10 years. Don't get up, Les, all right? Remember, no keep all your secrets until you leave. Mm. But leave after 10 years, okay? I, I should talk about what you did to me at my desk. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, vampire no, team. no, no. That was what we might do to you at your desk yeah. one day, a vampire bite. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We have a lot of fun here. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Jada, hey, I haven't actually worked with you on a show. No, this is our first time together creating content, say with me and Bless. I'm super excited to be here and raising money for kids. I think the last time I did a Extra Life charity stream uh, was right before Uncharted 4 came out. And I did a 37-hour live stream of Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 by myself. Damn. I died for two days. Um, So I'm very excited that I don't have to die for kids this time. I'm just, I get to play games for fun. Yeah. And crush you guys tomorrow we'll see about raise that. some money we'll see about that all right the score is yeah. tied one one right now so don't yeah. worry about it don't worry about it McCaffrey was able to represent for you on kind I'm of very glad that he did yeah yeah That's Stella very, not so much so much collusion yesterday what do you mean well, I was watching there was so much collusion in KFW so much collusion how do the spider guys lose the spider guys lose and Stella loses this is Pure fiction. I mean, we're, I mean, we're the, pretty big fans of the Spider Guys. Know. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why that's collusion. Collusion because they lost. Mm. Yeah. You didn't think about it like that. You didn't think about it like that because they lost. It's one of those things, Jada, listening to Beyond, what I appreciate about you is your obsession with the Platinum Trophy. Oh, I know because you're also a big Platinum Trophy fan. It's, you know, it sucks when you have yeah. some jabronis here who just don't even think trophies matter. That's they, what really pisses me off. They just don't understand what good gaming is. Are we, like, are we all, all the in the same tier? Are you also in is what, the bronze? point of the games to play the games, right, Blood? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm in a silver tier, yeah. my friend. Oh, you're in the silver? I think that's silver. higher than Greg. <laughs> no, I'm also in the silver tier. It's just a really big, ugly silver tier. I, I think that also means I'm in the silver tier, too. How many platinums you got under your belt right now? Uh, I think I'm at 81, Very roughly nice. right around Very there. Nice. I'm, I'll, I'll be post, I'll be uh, over 100 at the end of the year because I do a big annual trophy sprint for the last two weeks of the year. Are you yeah. playing the cheap trophies? Like, no, are you, no, oh. no. Last year, I last year I, I platinumed Demon Souls. I platinumed uh, what else? Final Fantasy VII uh, Reunion last year. Mm. So I do big games. I also I put in some smaller indie stuff. Sure, of course. And things like that. You know, like things like Tinykin and... Did you do Venba yet? 
I haven't done Venba. Venba is on my list. I plan on playing Venba and Thirsty Suitors because that just dropped. I love Thirsty Suitors. Yeah, four out of five. Kind of Funny Games cast. Represent. Go out there and support it. Uh, Like I said, though, support Extra Life. Remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash extra life right now to donate to our cause. Of course, Kind of Funny and IGN are trying to raise as much money as possible. We have set the goal right now, $100,000. We are over $12,000 because, of course... Folks like yourself have joined Team Kind of Funny and fundraised on their own. That's right. You, of course, could watch all the content. You might say, I have no money to donate. It's no big deal. Of course, you could join the team at kindoffunny.com slash extra life. Raise money in your own community. And remember that every dollar helps. And you're just playing games and having a good time, maybe streaming and hanging out. It's great. Now, if that wasn't enough, you say, sure, I could just donate the money. That's one thing. Yeah. What if I told you you could also get a whole bunch of cool games for donations as well? Uh, if you want to support Extra Life further, you can grab a bunch of awesome games along the way. Be sure to check out the IGN Editor's Choice Bundle live at HumbleBundle.com right now. It runs right now until the 22nd of November. Uh, it includes games such as Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, Spirit Fair, Farewell Edition, The Forgotten City. Oh, you love The Forgotten oh, City. Paradise Killer. Yeah, it's it's. This is a great bundle. This, this is, a, this is, this is one bundle. of the yeah. best Humble Bundle lists I've seen. Plus, you get $10 off almost anything on the IGN store. You get three months of IGN Plus for free. It's over $204 in value. <laughs> then parentheses, you guys wrote, not just over 200 over 204 <laughs> <laughs> That $4 is very important. I agree. Oh, oh, no, don't get me wrong. You push it there. That's great. Yeah, it's a great one on Humble <laughs> Bundle. And then, of course, yeah, check us out Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. as we raise money there. Of course, this is fun because I hate to bring it up. But XCast, Podcast Unlocked, Ugh. they got to do a crossover episode yesterday. That's up as both the XCast and Unlocked for the week. Same thing as what we're doing here for Beyond, right? Yep. One show to rule them all. It'll go up on the Beyond feeds. It'll go up on PSI Love You XO feeds. So, of course, IGN.com. Don't get this off the screen, Barrett. We don't need to see Snowbike Mike and McCaffrey and Gary Wood and Stella and Paris. Hey, did they say, did they say like, uh, did they say cross or unlocked or, or like not unlocked? Did they say X? Cause you, you said, you said, you know, beyond cross. Yes. I love you. Yeah. I feel like they're X cast. They have to say X. Yeah. They can't, they you can't know? use cross. Unlocked. There's that whole X-cast. weird naming convention. Well, like, what is it? Man, doing two X's is dangerous, you know? Cause then you're one, you're, you're one away. <laughs> Dave Mira, triple X. Just starts looking like an aim screen name. He just, yeah. <laughs> it's when you sign on to the MMO too late and you have to put all the X's in front of your name mm-hmm. to get it for what you want. Uh, like I said, though, this is both those shows. So of course, IGN, pays their bills, remember. And remember for us, a lot of the bills are paid on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where of course you get each and every episode of PSI Love You XOXO for, uh, not free, you'd pay for it, but you get you get it ad-free. You get to see more than 400 bonus episodes of content we've done, including the stuff we just did where we had uh, Ryan on Kind of Feudy, we had Ryan and Stella on Gregway, et cetera, et cetera, and so on. Uh, if you have no books, toss away, youtube.com slash games, podcast services around the globe each and every week for a brand spanking new episode. Uh, of course, if you're watching live on patreon.com slash kind of funny you have a special job today if you didn't hear we're going to decide the best playstation 5 game of all time we have a 32 game bracket because we do love brackets here uh what you might have noticed though is that we have an even number on set so if we get to a tie the live chat watching us right now will be the tie-breaking vote via straw poll so be a part of that and be ready for it thank you to our patreon producers jackson hampton delaney twining today we're brought to you by at least on the kind of funny side but let's start with a PSN message from you, Ryan Povala Higgins wrote in for free at kindoffunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y and says, hey, beyond PSILY crew, what 
is coming in 2024 from PlayStation Studios. As it stands, there are no scheduled releases from first-party PlayStation Studios. Wolverine is the biggest title to be confirmed in development, but it still has no release date. We have second and third-party games like Helldivers 2, Rise of the Ronin, and Stellar Blade, parentheses, when it eventually gets delayed, due to release, but it's extremely slim pickings. Could we have a year with no first-party AAA releases from PlayStation Blessing? Mm. Uh, I mean, I would be shocked, surprised. I, I kind of... Horrified. Horrified, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, upset. But no, I think... For the way PlayStation looks at it, Helldivers 2 technically is a first party. Like, it's not being developed first party, but sure. they're going to publish it as a PlayStation Studios game. I don't know what the deal is with Rise of the Ronin, if, if they consider that the same thing, too. But, like, you know, Stella, believe, yeah. Stellar Blade also, I believe, is a PlayStation, quote-unquote, PlayStation Studios game. And so I think on their end, they would count that. You loop that in with a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and I think you got a pretty good year of exclusives, and I think you're able to ride that wave. Um, How can you possibly leave off Concord? Oh, sorry. There's right. Concord. There's kind of... Oh, man fire walk That's yes because you walk up the hill um but no yeah I, like i think i think you got stuff there right i think it'd be cool to get surprised with something like a wolverine or be surprised with a death rating too i think there's a good chance that we see something like that for sure but even without that right like i think the reality of it is that development timelines don't always shake out in a way that we're getting two to three amazing PlayStation first party games a year. Ideally, I'm sure we want that. And I'm sure PlayStation wants that, right? But that's not always going to happen, especially when it is. Games are getting longer to develop. Games are getting bigger to develop. Um, and so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't have a PlayStation Studios first party developed game. But I think even without that, the year is still going to be fine. Jada, are we going to get a PlayStation developed triple A PlayStation 5 game? I mean, I agree with what Bless is saying. I think Helldivers, Final Fantasy VII, Rebirth, those are all going to be big ones that PlayStation is going to really market the, the heck out of. They're going to yeah. put those on the, the pedestal and be like, these are our big games this year. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like A Ghost of Tsushima, something from Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch has been quiet for some, for some time. A while. So they're, it's, they're about, you know, ready. For, they're due for a release. Yeah. So them, or maybe Housemark. Yeah, Like exactly. Returnal was fantastic. Yeah. Like, and they said they're working on something new they hadn't done. So it may, may mean they need more time to cook, which I'm more than happy to take the time you need. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's been an embarrassment of riches this year. Exactly. We can all cash up on our backlog. Oh, my God. Begin. Yeah. Next year's backlog is going to be next year's backlog year. Like, yeah. let's just call it that. I hope so. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Max, we got we got to get something. There's got to be something. The, the, the hope that I'm holding out for is that we get one of those wonderful, very short, um, you know, announcement to release type of things. And we get like a proper reveal of Wolverine. Maybe that happens sometime, you know, first couple quarters of the year. Yeah. Or half, as some people might call it, if they're not trying to sound like, you know, experts in business. Uh, <laughs> well, fiscal year comes in March. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, I mean, we once in, a, once in a blue moon, we get those releases like Fallout 4, for instance, where they come out, they're like, surprise, here's the thing. It exists. And then three months later, it's out. It's yeah. possible. It's doable. They also have the advantage of like, we know it's out there. We know they're working on it. Uh, how long it's been in, in development is, you know, another story. Uh, that said, it's also very possible we don't we don't get wolverine um i feel like housemark is very possible in but not on the scale of something like returnal like one of their kind of smaller mm -hmm. scale more arcadey mm -hmm. type things you think that's which, what they'd go back to uh yeah i think kind of to sort of keep the lights on while they're working on something larger scale i could be completely wrong i mean now that they're first party maybe they yeah, want exactly to, you know keep that yeah but um yeah it, it it's it's weird to be going into a year like this with with you know mm. so little idea of what's what's on the horizon I, well, 
I think the the interesting thing if you look at this year, right, and kind of like extrapolate it to next year. This year, when we're talking about first party releases, you're talking about Horizon Call of the Mountain, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, and then Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two being the one PlayStation first party thing that Except is like not, yeah. a full game release, right? If you're not counting Trend from <laughs> from Media Molecule. Stop bringing up Trend. <laughs> I love Trend. Right? More people should talk about Trend. Um, but like. I think things just happen that way, right? When it is, hey, we're hands off with our studios. We let our studios do their thing and they deliver. And so we keep go- going about it that way. Yeah. The latest report we just got um, says that Marathon has been shifted into 2025. And yeah. that implies that originally it was going to be 2024. And that's happening internally. And so if you already had a calendar for next year that was from a third party, we're going to get Helldivers. We're going to get Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then from a first party, we're going to get... Um, uh, which call it the game that I just, I just talked marathon. about just now. marathon thank you yeah. we're gonna get marathon we're gonna get concord as well mm-hmm. i could see playstation looking at that as a full year and going all right cool like ship it let's go and maybe uh, i keep hoping for another vr thing but like i at this rate i don't even i don't i won't hold my breath about vr yeah um if marathon gets shifted into 2024 i think that could just be the start of oh man yeah it might be more of a empty year in terms of first party and final fantasy 7 rebirth might just have to carry the year on his back and you know what? They, the devs have said that they're, for uh, Square Enix has said the devs for Rebirth, they said, like, we're making this a, a, a diff, like a challenging platinum trophy, which I'm all about, you know, as long as they don't put the squat mini game. That squat mini game, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. frustrating. Um, but, you know, I think that one, they said that they're building the open world section to have just a lot of content and a lot of stuff to do. So I'm really hoping that one is going to yeah. carry for a long time. And while. also, there are, there are the rumors slash reports of possible God of War DLC or expand mm-hmm. alone. <laughs> We go to Insider Gaming, where Tom Henderson writes, a new report has claimed that a God of War Ragnarok DLC will be announced later this year, possibly at the Game Awards. The news comes courtesy of a Spanish outlet, which has previously reported on accurate leaks in the past. Area Junones. Uh, Andy told me how to pronounce this. Damn it. Andy's playing playing a game on stream. He can't help us. According to the outlet, the news comes from sources close to Sony that claim the DLC could come as its own standalone game, somewhat similar to Spider-Man Miles Morales. The report outlines that its sources are unclear on how the DLC will be announced, but theorize that all signs point to an announcement at this year's Game Awards. I feel like that expand alone is a very, very safe bet, you know? And that would be such a, you want to talk about setting up 2024. If you were like, here you go, Mm -hmm. and it's Atreus' story, or what's going on with Kratos, and da-da-da. And it's just, I adored miles morales so i'm down for a shorter snappier here you go let's jump back in that universe mm. and then to look down the list right like uh jada you brought up ghost 2 of course mm-hmm. where is sucker punch i'm surprised we haven't heard anything about that uh, i talked about concord from firewalk uh sony ben's working on something mm-hmm. when that'll be ready who knows because that's all been you know scuttlebutts and rumors that we've heard about it house mark of course put out returnal in 2021 blue point yeah where's blue point hasn't talked since demon souls at 2020 right and they've always said oh we're working on something don't worry about that. Okay. And then, of course, you get into Haven with Fair Games. You get into this God of War Ragnarok stuff. There's a lot of things and pieces on the table that could move. That could be the thing. But you just don't know. But I'm not worried about 2024. I think this year was so jam-packed with games. I'm yeah. excited for I'm it to be I'm down for a chill. I want it to be a chill year. And I think even wanting it to be a chill year, I don't think it's going to be that chill. Like, I think it's going to be... A, 2024 strikes me as a very a medium year. Yeah. <laughs> like, when we talk about Rise of the Ronin and all these games, like, there are games coming out, right? Like, it's not mm-hmm. necessarily Ghost of Shima and all these things. But, you know, I think this year, and especially with the last PlayStation Showcase, I've learned to hold my breath when it comes to some of these things, right? And, like, <laughs> let the games come out when they come out. You know, I was looking, I was so looking forward to Last of Us Factions. And... Now it's like, okay, are we even going to get Last of Us Faction? Yeah, no. So. There's no guarantee on that. But yeah. like, by not officially announcing things, it's not as big of a deal when they get the 
you know, the plug quietly pulled behind the scenes. Sure. And yeah. by not announcing any kind of, you know, release window, release date, you can't delay it, you know? Like, if it's something delayed internally, like, that's none of our business. And yeah. I think it's very smart. Like, we had the whole thing where, uh, you know, Tony Todd was in his bathtub announcing the Spider-Man release date, and, it, you know, he was off a little bit, and it's yeah. like, that's probably for the best, you know? Like, there's, there's no harm in being like, yeah, it's coming up. It's coming out later. What later means is entirely up to, you know, mm -hmm. whoever's deciding it. But it's like, it's always a little bit of a, you know, a bummer to like, you know, you have that day on your calendar marked out and then 10 days in advance, they're like, just kidding. It's out December 7th instead or whatever. And like, that's for sure. Yeah. I, you know, and aside from that, like, you know, bless your point. Like I got, I hope we get surprises. Like, I hope there's just some, some fun stuff coming, but I could also see next year being uh, kind of quiet, you know, yeah. everything's going to be kind of quiet compared to this year. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a monster. Here, <laughs> Get the pragmata stuff out of here. Nobody needs this. You know that, what I mean? I mean, that's another big point. Like uh, the pragmata reminds me, Capcom has a a title coming out in March that's supposed to sell millions of copies. Yep. Mm. We have no idea what that is. Unannounced. It's definitely that thing where I'm not worried about third party. I'm not worried about yeah. not having games or anything exactly. like that. You know what I mean? I think that's where it gets interesting too. Where even Ryan to write in, you know, you you're already eaten. You got Helldivers. You got Ronin. You got Stellar Blade. You know <laughs> yep. I mean? Eaten. You're getting yeah, games. Yes. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'll maybe be trend two. Maybe trend two. Well, you can just go make your own trend two. All right. Bless. I guess I, I mean, that'll take a while, though. I'm not yeah. getting that out in 2024. Get out of here. Uh, I hope that God of War Ragnarok turns out to be true. But I also wish, though, and to what Max was saying, I wish I didn't know. I wish it, we had no rumors. Like, you know what I mean? You brought up Fallout 4, right? And how fast that was. But I remember when Fallout for years. Oh, they're walking around. And Bethesda's at MIT. Oh, they're walking around. You're like, Shut up. Don't, yeah. I don't want to know any of this. Yeah. I mean, maybe at the Game Awards, we get, you know, Kratos comes out and says, something something and there's a 2024 logo and it's you know i mean i feel like the, the ragnarok reveal was we it has it had us questioning if this was a full full-blown sequel or an yeah expandle, mm, you know? yeah for sure and for a while we didn't know for sure and i don't know that that was sort of fun you know i'm glad that it was a full-fledged game um but i'm also not opposed to like little you know little smaller experiences one plays through cameron kennedy in the chat says you're snacking you're see not, i like that better yeah we're snacking we're snacking oh, yeah. fair enough well let's not snack let's move on to topic of the show uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to decide. You like that little graphic? We're all very <laughs> proud of it, Max. Uh, we're it's time to decide the greatest PlayStation 5 game of all time. If you've ever seen PS I Love You XOXO before, you know we love a good bracket. So, Blessing, you brought together 32 games on mm. the PlayStation 5. Explain the madness to me. Yeah, so in deciding what the best PS5 game is, right, I've got together 32 games. Um, I have a few criteria that the games had to meet in order to make the list. One, PlayStation Studios games, right? Those get um, grandfathered in, right? And so any game coming from PlayStation Studios that make up the bulk of the, the games here. So that's like the first 16, which is the entire um, first like left side of the bracket. On the right side of the bracket, we have third-party exclusives. We have a hand, handful of PlayStation indies. And then we have third-party multi-platform games ordered by Metacritic. And so, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. So I went over to Metacritic for the remaining spots that I didn't have filled for third-party multi-platform stuff, and literally went, "All right, one through eleven, you're in." And so that's so how the square bracket is where we're at with that. I, pretty much the left, the whole right side, right? Okay, like okay. Basically on the on the oh, I see, I see. On the left side, and this is how I did it in terms of randomization and seating, because I know people are going to get mad at the seating. When you look at the seating, that was done by a website. So I took all the Gary the third says blessing is criminal for this bracket. I took the PlayStation Studios games, right? Which again, I am I am encompassing all of the PlayStation Studios game. I think sure. I left off maybe one that was like a uh, kind of one. What was it? I forget what it was. It was something where I was like, people won't be mad if I leave this. They're out. They're not gonna remember. <laughs> They're not. You see it? Yeah. Like if you can call it out in chat, what game I left off? Let me know. Yeah, Destruction All Stars is on here. I think it was Destruction All Stars. <laughs> no, it's on there. No, it's on oh, there. It is? Okay. You got that fight in Miles. 
I was late to the party and suggested a couple. I suggested Hitman World of Assassination. Which I'm upset with myself that I didn't. No, like, it's totally fair. Like that's a weird one because if you look up the Metacritic for that, it's people for the you know the PS5 version specifically. It's it's not you know rating those three awesome games under one umbrella rebuilt in the next gen engine. It's them being like, here's the new like headhunter mode. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. So like that's completely <laughs> robbed. But like if you if you get that, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that package on its own is is solid. I can't remember what the other one was. There are a couple of games where I was even thinking like, oh man, I'd love to get this in there, but I was just trying to I was trying to be as you know, structured as possible to leave little wiggle room for people to get mad. And people get mad anyway. But yeah, I took the second half or the, the two halves of the bracket. I randomized both of them and I put them on the bracket as is. And so you look at the left side, it is those PlayStation Studios games. You look on the right side, it is the third party stuff. Um, and the seating is randomized amongst those two sides of the bracket. So that's how we got here. Sounds fair. Before, before you read through the game. I was going to say, before the fight begins, I will take the circle bracket. Mm -hmm. You take the cross bracket. Okay. Jada, you do triangle. Max, you'll read square, all right? So your circle bracket begins like this, ladies and gentlemen, audio listeners. Uh, your first matchup is Astro's Playroom versus Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. God of War Ragnarok versus Marvel Spider-Man 2. It's easy so far. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Death Stranding Director's Cut. Returnal versus Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. And then over in the cross section, you got Spider-Man Miles Morales versus Destruction All-Stars. Horizon Call of the Mountain versus The Last of Us Part 1. Demon Souls versus Sackway Big Adventure. And then Horizon Forbidden West versus Gran Turismo 7. Coming up in our triangle bracket, we've got Chicory A Colorful Tale versus Baldur's Gate 3. Resident Evil 4 Remake versus Sifu. Ghostwire Tokyo versus Stray. And Final Fantasy 7 Remake Intergrade versus Deathloop. And then in the, the corner square one, we got Final Fantasy 16, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Kenna, Kena, I was Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Kena can't make it past round one, doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Regardless, it's up against Elden Ring. Uh, <laughs> the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt against Street Fighter 6, and then It Takes Two and Forspoken. So let us begin in the circle bracket Astro's Playroom versus Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. That is a, that is a, that honestly, that is a deceptively like challenging matchup because Uncharted Legacy of Thieves is one of the best Uncharted games, hands down. But it's, it's, it's Thief's End and number, it's four, Thief's End and uh, Lost Legacy. Correct. Just yeah. to clarify. Yes, the co collaboration, those, those two packaged together, it's just, it's an excellent bundle of Uncharted games. It's a great but value. It is. It's a great value. But Best value in gaming. Yeah, the better value is free. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, but that's what I'm getting at. Astro's is fantastic. Astro's Playroom shows us everything the PS5 was capable. Day zero. Like, yeah. so I don't know, man. Ugh. How are you guys? Where are you guys? I think, this? I mean, it's the tough thing where part of the, this is one, one of the things with the bracket where I came to Greg with, right? Of like, do I put in the director's cuts? Do I put in the collections, the stuff that like, you know, it, it is more known for the PS4 stuff? And the answer was yes. Like it's PlayStation Studios, right? Like these are the games that are on the PS5. They're native to PS5. So let's talk about them. The way I look at this at first blush is that I think Astro's Playroom means more to PS5 than Uncharted Legacy of Thieves. You know, I think in terms of the legacy, no pun intended, the legacy of what Astro's Playroom does for the console. Yeah, it's there from day zero. It showcases what the console has in store. It's an experience that we've all had, um, that we're all going to have with the console, no matter who you are with the PS5. And also, it's one of the best platformers in, in years. Like, it is an incredible game. I think if this game was, you know, 10 hours long, 15 hours long, without question, you'd be like, oh, this is, this is the one. 
Um, but I don't think it's length takes anything from it. I think it's length is to its benefit, right? You get in there two hours, three hours, you can clear everything and have a fantastic time. And so I'm leaning more towards Astro's Playroom than Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, but I'm willing to hear the, the other side. <clears throat> As the man who gave Uncharted 3 a 10 mm. and loves Uncharted, and I did that at IGN. That's IGN score. You can yell at them. <laughs> uh, I hands down 1,000% put my vote behind Astro's Playroom. Okay. I love Uncharted. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. these are two great games, but it is a collection. It is something else. And Astro's Playroom was free with your thing. And it did, like, you think about how much marketing drivel is shoved down our throats each and every day in video games the fact that astros playroom came with it it was like here's why the dual sense actually matters here's what it's going to feel like here's going to be the pitter patter of rain here's what's is that you're like oh man like you took astro who's already so great on playstation vr a you know one of if not the best playstation vr experience then you gave us this love letter to playstation that you're including on this shiny new device to show off all this stuff the gpu song being a banger like yeah, come yeah. On. oh my god like, yeah astros playroom i think on playstation 5 in terms of what if I was like, you got to play PlayStation 5, you have to play blank, I wouldn't jump to, you got to play the Legacy of Thieves collection. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's I, I was prepared for this to be a, a much longer conversation, but I think we're all on the same page here. Well, that's my favorite is like, how many of these you look at? Like, oh, this will be a slam dunk. Yeah. And that'll be the one where we have to go to the chat and we argue for 20 minutes yeah. and do the game. No, I mean, Blessing hit the nail on the head. Like, Uncharted, as great as that collection is, as much as many bells and whistles it got, you know, on the PS5, it's still, they're PS4 games. You yeah. know, yeah. Astros is the exact opposite. It is, it is a celebration of the PS5 of, you know, all PlayStation history. Yeah. It also is the most that Sony has acknowledged Bloodborne in <laughs> close to a decade. Well, what's, <laughs> and what was awesome about it, like you, you do it right. Like, I think Astros Playroom was in so many ways what they wanted all PlayStation All-Stars to be. Hey, we have, you have a history here. Let's make you reminisce. And it was done not through the brawler with all the characters. It was done through, here are these just little vignettes you run through. Here are these collectibles. Let's give you information about UMDs and PSPs and stuff. And then, you know, something I do think is criminally underused on PlayStation, it had the whole game leaderboard stuff. You sign on and, oh, Jeff Grubb beat your score in the time to run, right? There was a, a couple weeks there where people were uh, in our community we're going back and forth right of like yeah. i think it was barrett and jeff grubb and mike minotti and all these and dan Riker. like everybody was like trying to get to the top of these leaderboards it's like oh what a cool thing that then everyone else pretty much abandoned it's i, I get it i guess i can say now i think thirsty suitors uses it again where when i was reviewing it would pop up and be like, you said a new time and it was doing it in the in-game menu or the in playstation menu i was like okay cool i'm glad that's back uh next in the circle bracket god of war ragnarok versus marvel's spider-man 2 Ooh. Blame the randomizer. <laughs> I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not blaming. I'm talking the audience. I'm not talking to I you. Know, I know you I get know, it. I know, I know, I know. There's got to be some, you know, upsets in the first round of any bracket. But here's the thing: is like upsets. Like that's when you know the C Cinderella story begins. Yes. You have two titans here, of course. That kind of funny. God of War Ragnarok was our game of the year in uh, 2022. Was it IGN's? I forget what you guys picked. I believe it was. They might have made the right choice and went Elden Ring. No, we went Elden Ring. Elden Ring, yeah. Elden Ring was our, which yeah. is oh, yeah. the incorrect answer. Thank you. Oh, never mind. It's Jada. all about Ragnarok. <laughs> the the, the um, yak <laughs> physics are much uh, faster. You yeah. can do jumps. That's why, yeah. yeah. why I didn't just instinctively uh, give it to you. Uh, Normally, I would never leave the Jada, end, but I, See, for what I know about you, when the games you play, I would have super expected you to go Elden Ring. Oh, I love Elden Ring. Elden Ring is a fantastic game. But for me, the thing that draws me most in about a game, besides its amazing combat, is its story. And yes, Elden Ring has great lore. I like her. But I don't think it has an amazing story we, we, that it tells to the player we got, in a oh cohesive man, We're going to argue about that later. Compared we're gonna to the Canada Bridge. Later. I was going to say, actually, you guys, later, you guys yeah. keep talking about Marvel Spider-Man. Can you join me behind the wall real quick? Yeah. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Well, here's the thing. 
you know, because we look at this matchup and go, it's a difficult matchup. Is it? What are they talking about back there? A Spider-Man. Are they or just something? talking about? All right, they're back. They're back. Um, is this is, is this really a tough matchup? Yeah, no, because it is. It is. It is. It is. The but I was going to say, clear, clear, clear. I don't. I don't know. Is it? Because I, I think there's an answer. I think it's got to War Ragnarok, and I don't think it's hard. I think, and this is so tough because recency bias. Yada yada. Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. You know, God of War 2018, one, my favorite game of all time. Right? Like it's up mm -hmm. on a pedestal. I love that game. Da 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 da. Ragnarok does so much so much better right yeah. and like i talk about the grief quote all the time and this that the other and the, you know when i'm crying because the well no spoilers i guess but i'm crying at the beginning of the game i'm crying in a tent later in the game like i'm feeling this game right i vote spider-man too i've thought about this and it's the fact of when i think of god of war i still think of 2018 i don't think of ragnarok ragnarok's a great sequel to it it's a great continuation story it's an amazing game i don't unlike some people here don't <laughs> go against our game of the year vote from last year right like i'm still all, full chest saying that but like spider-man 2 and again this is where the recency bias i worry about my argument being flawed but i yeah. don't think it is is what a great spider-man story that was how they balanced miles and peter what they did there with the easter eggs how the spider bot mission ends like all the fact that it was uh quick in and out in terms of like you know 20 hours or whatever but it wasn't overbearing it didn't it go too long like you know i was so happy to platinum spider-man 2 and Ragnarok, I still have it on my list to get back to Platinum. But even when I was trying to Platinum it, when me and Barrett were going back and forth on car rides and trying to balance things, it was a few sections where I was like, okay, more of this to do, but I'll do it. I'll get it. Done. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't the, I feel, a really tailored experience Spider-Man 2 was. Let alone then we're talking about the power of the PlayStation 5, right? We're talking about the no loads. We're talking about the things going on Spider-Man 2. Back we're arguing about PlayStation 5 games. Yeah. End of the day. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is, I feel like, such a phenomenal tech demo of this machine that fast travel is just mind-boggling. Uh, Ragnarok's phenomenal, but it's also like it is still a, it's a PS4 game too, right? Like it's it's cross-platform. Mm -hmm. And also, I think the 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 first game was so phenomenal, and it set such a high bar. And I think Ragnarok is a is an excellent follow-up. But at the same time, it's almost like you, it's hard it's hard to to top perfection, you know? Like, and they added a lot of I feel like there's this you know stuff with like the armor armor bonuses and modifiers and things there is just kind of you know gilding the lily. Uh, and I feel like Spider-Man was a, a kind of simpler approach. Like they kind of yep. refined things. But again, like PS5 games, as far as like what is actually like wh wh what's taking advantage of this of this shiny new machine that is three years old is Spider-Man. <laughs> See, I'm on the opposite boat for you with, sure. with these two. Like you were saying, you know, you cried beginning later on in Ragnarok. I had that with Spider-Man 2. There was multiple moments where I just sat down and I was just bawling my eyes out. There was just so many moments Mostly in the side quest stuff, but a couple oh. times during the, some of the, the main story missions. Um, Mysterio was just trying to start a business. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I want to I wanna clean up and fly straight, Spider-Man. Help me. <laughs> I also love that a majority of his villains are trying to do that in this sure. universe. It's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a topic for another time. They'll become carnies. Like, that's yeah. a weird twist, I guess. What's like, Hammerhead going to do? Yeah. Or Tombstone, Tombstone. You know, but yes, <laughs> Hammerhead might be there. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's got to fix um, those go-karts. He's in the back. <laughs> his job. Um... I think I still have to vote Ragnarok, though. Like, yes, it did feel like a lot more the same. Yes, it did sometimes feel like uh, there was just a little too much padding at times for certain things. But I was just captivated through, I think I spent 70, 80 hours with Ragnarok, and I was enjoyed every moment of it. I went back and, like, I would save a boss, have a save file before, like, 15 of the boss fights just so I could go back and replay those boss fights. And I'm, like made a point to do that with Ragnarok because 
I love their combat so much. And I love Spider-Man's combat. It's great. It's it's just it's over the top. It's fast. It's quick. But I didn't feel as strongly about that with Spider-Man to the point where I was like, oh, I need to make sure I save before this mission. And there was no mental checkbox in my head when I was playing Spider-Man 2. I was like, yeah, I'm just playing. I'm flying through this. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. And then I got through the end. I was like, oh, man, I, I kind of want to go replay those things. But I didn't think about it in the time yeah. because I was flying through it so quick. Yeah. For, um, for me, I, I also kind of have the reverse in terms of like, I think when I get years down the line, I'm going to have God of War Ragnarok stick out a bit more in my head than Spider-Man 2. I think Spider-Man 2 is going to feel like, okay, yeah, like Spider-Man games kind of have this feel to them, kind of have this flow to them. And I know what I'm getting out of a Spider-Man game, right? And what I'm getting is something fun. But I think compared to a God of War Ragnarok, like I look at Spider-Man 2 as, oh, I'm going through the motions of playing a Spider-Man game, right? Like I'm going in, I'm doing the fun combat. I'm going to juggle people. I'm going to swing through New York. I'm going to do the side quests and activities. And it is like a fun, almost like, the mechanisms kind of game of yeah it's a, it's it's like it's a palate cleanser right it's me having fun it's me you know mm -hmm. doing the thing whereas god of war ragnarok for me is more about the moments it is about like you know early on in the game having the moment with fenrir right or later yeah. on in the game yeah. having the moment with uh kratos and atreus right before the big final thing right or like you know meeting Ingerboto for the first time there are so many moments i can think of in god of war ragnarok that stand out as special moments and for me even in spider-man 2 and I'm, I'm trying not to be the hater of spider-man 2 no, but even, no, no, no. even with spider-man 2 there are so many moments where i'm like a lot of them can be hit, hit or miss for me, right? Like quite a few of them are cool, but then others where I'm like, oh, why am I riding a bike again? Like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> oh man, I don't really love this, the science missions. Like there are so many things that I can still kind of ding that game for. Like even in the open world where, you know, I'm like kind of just chilling because if I do another bespoke mission, it's going to take me out of being Spider-Man, put me into being in the shoes of another character. Sure. Um, I still have enough of those complaints with Spider-Man 2, whereas God of War Ragnarok for me took, you know, try to follow up on perfection and ended up doing better. Like, I think it, it mm. took that task and ended up superseding it in a way that, like, very few games have done. Okay. Yeah. I'm voting Spider-Man. I'm voting God of War Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Spider-Man. All we right. Go to the poll. And I forgot, of course, that YouTube has added polls. <laughs> so I can just do it inside YouTube. I don't need to give you a straw link. You got a real bike We've... apologist over here. Gary the Third is mad that we're... Talking smack on those bicycles. Hey, you know what? Once you got the boost, That's if the, if the bicycles felt better to control, give him a mm -hmm. motorbike and have him deliver pizza. Like, I, I'm this seemed like a weird. Oh man, yeah, Ragnarok Steve ran out, then it went 50 50. Now Spider Man's back. Now it's, it's 50 50 again. Should we, uh, should we discuss the next? Sure, one we can start we the next conversation while that rolls in. Next is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Death Stranding Director's Cut. I'll start here. I'm going, I'm going full Ratchet. Uh, Rift Apart was insomniac cooking on all cylinders they just they know what the ps5 is capable of as we saw we've seen in spider-man 2 now rift apart did a lot of the things that spider-man did first and it is still in my opinion one of the best looking ps5 games it looks like you're playing a pixar movie the whole time you're playing through but better in my opinion um i love ratchet ratchet is a staple of the playstation franchise it's been around Death Stranding was just brown. Oh, I, I, saw, I saw the B on your lips. I was like, is she writing boring? <laughs> I mean, it was just, I, it was just, I got really tired of, uh, you know, I have, I come from a family of mail carriers. And so for me, that Wait, also, yeah, yeah. Both my grandfather and my mother that. worked at the post, worked at the post office. What are your thoughts on Paperboy? Uh, Paperboy was that, actually. Which is more accurate, do you think? Um, postal services job. Oh, Paperboy is more accurate okay. for a sure. Of, a lot of mummies uh, in the streets. Yes. They're everywhere <laughs> on Halloween, you know, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I put Rift, Rift Apart up there. I think the story's great. I think what they did introducing Rivet and her story was just fantastic. 
Um, I, I, I love Rift Apart. It's one of those ones where like, I will go back and replay Ratchet and Clank games because I love them so much. I will never go back and replay Death Stranding even before two because I just... I was like, once you've seen what you've seen, it's like, eh, all right. I, I didn't even mess with the director's cut because I got my fill with the, the first one. Which, yeah. you know, I think that's, to your point, like, Rift Apart, like, like jumping back into that is super fun. Like, it's, it's, it is a bright, colorful, beautiful video game that, again, showcases the PS5. And, like, Death Stranding, I feel like I've spent as much time sort of talking about whether or not I like Death Stranding as right. I have actually enjoying right. Death Stranding. You know, like, it's a weird, it's a very, it's a very bizarre, strange game, and I'm, I'm so happy it exists. Yeah. But, again, like, yeah, no. See, that's where I come in, and I think I lean more toward Death Stranding, and I think this comes in for a few reasons. I was just talking to Greg this morning about, like, I... I think when it comes to the kind of games I like, I like the pretentious, weird narrative <laughs> shit. And Death Stranding is so pretentious, but like it is also so one of a kind. Where I, for me, I can look at so many games that are like Ratchet and Clank. I can't find one other game that's like Death Stranding. And Paperboy. Uh, what was that? Paperboy. Paperboy. Okay, well, aside yeah. from Paperboy, that was a good one. That was a good one. But like in Paperboy, can you like build a bridge and then somebody else on their NES sees the bridge you built and then you can pr press like? And now it's like it's all connected. No, because we didn't have internet back then, bless. It sticks. I know you're young, but <laughs> we didn't have internet. Take a leap it sticks and ropes. Happens. It doesn't grow mushroom or anything like that. <laughs> but for me, like this is a tough one because it's almost like comparing like a Pixar movie to a really good A24 film, where oh, it is ooh, like bingo. These yeah. are so like apples and oranges kind of experiences, and so I could see people going either way. But for me, I think for what I got out of Death Stranding compared to what I got out of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I think I got way more out of Death Stranding, and that is to um, the story and the symbolism and the weird characters and like this um um uh, you know this commentary on kind of what the it's weird because this game originally came out in 2019 and then 2020 we got the pandemic and so it's it's kind of we a got the pandemic <laughs> the hot new release the pandemic it's a it's a weird like almost commentary on the pandemic ahead of the pandemic and it's always weird how kojima always tends to do that but the fact that we had this game about being separated but also being connected at the same time right and you know, us building the chiral network and it being this, you know, standing for a sense of the internet. Good job pulling out chiral network. I yeah. would not yeah. have been, I would have been like, you're building the thing. On well, the to be fair, I did play the director's cut like a year ago on my Steam Deck. Um, but yeah, like I, for me, I think this game does such cool things and has such cool things to say. Um, and ha when we talk about presentation, has some very gorgeous presentation where we're talking about the vistas. Like you talk about it being brown, right? But I think, for me, I think, I do think about the, like the architecture and like the green growing over it and like the weird, like, the hills and the scenery and all this shit like it is such a unique looking game and a unique ex experience um and so i'm i lean more towards death stranding which is more fun would you say uh disneyland or uh parenthood i feel like that's sort of this comparison yeah. we're having yeah. right now <laughs> like which is more yeah. meaningful yeah yeah. Oh! yeah i'm voting ratchet and clank uh, yeah you know ratchet and clank another game of the year here kind of funny uh i i enjoy, i'm with max like i enjoyed death stranding and when i finished death stranding i'm like you know i might double back and platinum that and i looked at the thing and i was like 124 hours to platinum. i'm like i'm good like i don't need that much more of it and i'm also in the same boat of like i think when the next ratchet comes i'd be like oh yeah i'll play rift apart again to freshen up death stranding 2 i'm like i do not want to go back to death stranding 1 mm -hmm. to get ready for death stranding 2 mm -hmm. yeah the ratchet advances congratulations i hope i get just give me a little preview video of what last time like spider-man did uh, by the way, speaking of Spider-Man and God of War, it was incredibly close, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. But with 55% of the vote, God of War Ragnarok moves That's on. What I'm talking about Chad knows what's up. They do. Even if I opened the YouTube link to vote for Spider-Man, I couldn't sway it! <laughs> I tried! All right, closing out your circle bracket, then the final matchup is Returnal versus Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Oh, my two babies. 
this is such a tough one, right? Because I feel this first round is going to be littered with these and has been already, right? Of like, mm-hmm. hey, not to take anything away from Ghost of Tsushima. An amazing game, yada, yada, yada. But it's a PlayStation 4 game again, right? Where it's like, Returnal, come on. Again, the raindrops on your controller. Yeah, no, the haptics, how every gun felt different, the roguelike nature brought into like a AAA experience that we we generally don't see outside of indies. Yeah. Like, just they nailed it. They nailed these. And for it being Housemark's first real run at this type of game, like just speaks like oodles about their their talent at, at their at their studio. And that's, you know, again, for an old guy from beyond, right, who's been talking about Housemark games forever at IGN. Yep. And to, like for them to finally get their due, to finally yep. have a hit that everybody goes, oh, my God, you guys are great. And like, yeah, we almost stop doing games like this because nobody was playing them right when you look back at matterfall and dead nation and uh, you know everything that they're putting out like it was awesome to see them find a hit let alone have it be this good i am not this kind of gamer right where it's like hey here's this punishing roguelike and it's gonna fucking throw in your face and you're gonna you, know, you get to the boss and the boss kills and you gotta come I'm like Ugh. but i did i described my perfect game. i was i know i know i know <laughs> but this game was good enough that i was coming back and doing those things and looking up how do i get that i was talking to Goldfrob. how do i get the astronaut i need the extra life what the hell's going on like i loved returnal and i and i loved ghosts and i can't mm-hmm. wait for goes to but even to talk about director's cut you're tossing in Iki island which again i enjoyed but i struggle to even remember we talked about this recently on a show of like what was happening in Iki island i was like all oh, right it was kind of supernaturally or whatever but it was like it was just more ghost it was more checkboxes mm-hmm. to go get yeah i i completely bounced off of returnal but i think it should win this okay like it's it again it's a ps5 game it's also wonderful to see housemark as you put it, cooking on all cylinders. It's cooking on all cylinders. Like, what are you <laughs> hey, you know what? Some people have got a kitchen. Some people have got an engine in their How car. How else are you supposed That's... to make a carcerole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's something the Beyond audience knows is that I mix my metaphors. It's oh, I love mixing metaphors, too. <laughs> um, yeah, this one's, I mean, it's tough, but it's not tough because I think I'm also going to go Returnal. Um, and that's mainly for, I don't think the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima necessarily by itself brings much special to the table. Like, Iki Island was cool, right? But again, I don't remember Iki Island. I remember Ghost of Tsushima itself. But also, I want to I give a big shout out to Legends because I always talk about it and like mm-hmm. how, of course, cool and important Legends was for me and like how much I think that elevates the entire package. The fact that you're getting this open world game that it looks gorgeous, that plays super well, and then you get this multiplayer experience that is also fun and is doing its own thing. Um, I think all that is fucking great. And if it was just a Ghost Shima versus Returnal um, argument, I it'd be such an impossible argument for me. But um, I think Returnal, in terms of what it does as a PS5 game and also just what it does as a video game, there are not many AAA third-person action roguelites out there, right? Yeah. Like, Return- in the way that I say Death Stranding is one of a kind, I think Returnal is also one of a kind, and it's also very fun. And so that's my vote. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I agree. Returnal moves Returnal. on. I think it goes to Tsushima Director's Cut had added a racetrack and a catapult. Yeah, game changer. But yeah, no, not all directors are yeah. the same. And like, I love Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is I forgot a gorgeous game. Did that. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is a gorgeous game, but man, Returnal also is just as gorgeous. Yeah. Their, their color scheme, their effects are just miraculous. So then, your next round here for Circle will go Astro's Playroom versus God of War Ragnarok, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Returnal. But for now, let's move on to the cross bracket. Blessing, you do the honors. Uh, We're going to start off with Spider-Man Miles Morales versus (laughs) Destruction (laughs) All-Stars. All right, and moving on. uh, Miles it is! Miles it is! We'll save our flowers for Miles when we have to defend it against a worthy competitor. (laughs) All right, let's see if we can keep this going. We got Horizon Call of the Mountain versus Last of Us Part 1. Well, I guess that is another one. Horizon Call of the Mountain moves on, everybody. Moves on, all right, cool. We love VR here. 
We did, that's, I, I wanted to ask, but I mean, yes, this is 100% it. We're not even, I'm not, but like PlayStation VR 2, what's the temperature over at IGN? Because we get shit all the time from the audience because we're so dismissive of it. I, I want to love VR. I loved my PlayStation VR for what it is. VR 2 came and I'm just like, where are the games? What are the experiences? It just feels like I'm at a Dave and Buster's. I, 100%. I love PSVR 2. I've played, I don't know, maybe like 10 hours of it. None on my own headset because my own headset I bought is still sitting in the box waiting for yeah. PlayStation to tell me that they're actually going to do something with yeah. it. Mm. So as soon as they started being like, hey, three of our 27 studios we own are making PSVR <laughs> 2 games. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'll open it up and I'll start experiencing some time with it. But it's just, it feels like a, almost a sunk cost at this point. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like, you know, and yeah, our audience is the same way. They're just like, there's so many great games for PSVR 2. I'm like, yeah, but I, you can also play those on the Quest. Everywhere else. And yeah. Everywhere How else, many like, times am I going to play Beat Saber? Exactly. And, yeah. and we love Beat Saber. I mean, oh, I'm with you. I'm not, I mean, I've not picked up Beat Saber in a while. And so, yeah. 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 I mean, the, what, what is the killer app for it? Like, I, Horizon call the mountain. No, it's no, good, right? it's, yeah. not, it's good, but yeah. it's not. It's yeah. like a very fine game. Like if I Gran Turismo Seven, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that yeah. is yeah. the correct answer. But again, yeah. that's like, to do it properly, that's like a you know you got to do it with the wheel and all that. I mean, you don't have to, but it kind of makes a difference. But it's also like I don't know. People try to do that thing where they equate time versus value versus money spent on a game, and it's like what is when you spend ten hours with something you paid six hundred dollars for, and it's not even the thing you paid six hundred dollars for. It's your friends. Like that's yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's not great, you know, mileage there. And I mean, again, it's also, it's such a bizarre, you know, problem because like the cost of getting into VR is, it's a, it's a, it's a big, you know, it's For a big sure. threshold. Jump. Right, yeah. And it's also, you typically get much smaller, more bite-sized experiences, which can be really, really cool. But it's, I, I feel like once you get kind of past the initial, like, oh my God, VR is amazing. It's kind of few and far between when things are actually really pushing that forward. You know, you get once in a while, you get like a really cool experience. You get like, oh, wow, they redid the entirety of RE4 or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, back back to this, like Call of the Mountain. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't it didn't make me want to run out and grab a PSVR, too. Yeah. If, uh, uh, Call of the Mountain made me hate climbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we want to be real about it. Like, I'm done. My arms were so tired playing that game. I kept hitting the lights. Like we're yeah. you're in the tall. IGN office and you're I was like tall. whacking into things, hurting my hands. Yeah, I just would. Was that know. game easy? Like you have long limbs, right? Like, are your arms long? No, he's just really tall. <laughs> <laughs> really tall, <laughs> really what, short arms. But like a T Rex, sixteen inches long. They're very that's Tyrannosaurus. Me, as an average height above average guy, right? Like I'm getting the stretches in for like the uh, you know grabbing the next ledges or whatever. Like that was an advantage, right? Like if I, the further I was able to stretch my arms, but I imagine like you being a taller person, Max just like, I imagine that you're the killer in that. It feels weird. It's just like. It's just, it, yeah, it's a very, it's an odd experience, but, uh, real yeah. quick too, while we have this quick aside, what's Beyond's read on PlayStation Portal? Do you guys care about this? Cause I, I am, can't wait. I am, <laughs> really? I am on the I fence. remote play all the time. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. on the fence. I remote play up to my office. Yeah. Uh, sometimes like when I'm doing work and stuff, like if I need to like, oh, I need to capture this silly thing for work, I'll remote play. But I, I spend more time on my TV than I don't. Sure. So, um, you know. It's, so it's it's interesting, yeah. but I also got a backbone recently. I have a, I have a backbone, and I love so my backbone. Stick it up so. for yourself; it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I I keep saying that. Like you have a backbone, you can pair a controller, you can do all that stuff. And I also don't do that stuff. And I feel like if there were a device that was completely snappy and made it really painless to do that stuff, maybe I'd do that stuff more often. And also, when you consider that like a new controller is like eighty bucks, and if this thing is two hundred bucks, and it is an entirely additional experience like i'm kind of like maybe i could be swayed yeah and like i thought like i thought like apple airpods or whatever were like a stupid ripoff and to a certain extent they are but they also totally play well with 
an iPhone Switch because, between the devices yeah, and everything. Because yeah. they're like they're proprietary and they like they they're all you know they're all friends or family or whatever. And like Sony is when they do something that works on that level when it's you know they're running on the the same language or whatever. It's yeah. awesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. And if this, I mean, that was one thing I think Bo Moore put put it in his IGN preview. He's saying like you just pick this thing up and it kind of just goes. And if that's if that's the case, then I I might change my tune pretty okay. quickly. But again, like it's jury's out i've considered it because i've got a lot of tv and stuff i want to catch up over the holiday break and so i think it's going to be a perfect little addition to where i can sit there and rewatch archer for the 15th time and play Baldur's gate i don't know thank you very much for your expertise podcast beyond so for the record last west wins yeah Yeah, 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 just making sure (laughs) um next up let's see if we can keep this going demon souls versus Sackboy: a big adventure yeah anyway uh Congratulations, Demon Souls. I'm such a I I I'm not gonna vote for Sackboy, but I just want to make sure Sackboy gets its flowers. Yes, because Sackboy is a fucking great game. It is great. I can even stop cursing so much. It's a great launch. <laughs> remember beforehand, Barrett's like, remember, IG doesn't curse in their podcast. I'm like, oh, we mentioned it immediately. They said it'd be fine, and I'm like, I'll be better about it. And every time I curse, I'm like, mm-hmm. and I also see somebody in the dock. Oh, I saw somebody in the dock like taking time codes every time we curse, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> right. um, but uh, no, like it's a great game. It's I think. I think it was a cool and really fun direction for a little big planet slash Sackboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had levels that had Brutal Mars music in it. And so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah, Sackboy, big adventure, a fun game. No Very thing fun. Away. Yeah. If Janet was here, she'd be freaking out. Yeah. She loves it so much. No, but yeah. she's not here. I'm in, I'm in the same boat with Blessing. So, okay. like, I, I won't vote for it, but man, it is, it's very good. job, Sackboy, but Demon Souls runs this one easily. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then last with all one. With respect to Sackboy. <laughs> last one for the cross bracket Horizon Forbidden West versus Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 
In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I'm going full into the Horizon Forbidden West uh, camp. I know a lot of people I, I've seen, I've talked to a lot of people who are like, man, I just can't get into this. This world's too big. There's too much going on. You're crazy. This world is fantastic. It should have won all the awards for art direction last year. I think it is one, probably the most, the second most gorgeous game on PlayStation. I've already given that flower out to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, so I can't give it to Forbidden West. <laughs> but the second best looking, it's best looking for realistic. Um, and in, at the scale that it does it, they're, the effects for, that they use for uh, the water, their water system is just fantastic. It's everything about the story is built upon the first one. I love Aloy as a character, like 100% Horizon Forbidden West for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cooper in the chat is GTU Seven was great, but yeah, like I want to, I want to, you know, be like, but it's one of the most it's a, a prestigious flagship PlayStation title. But it's also like the thing that I think of when I, that game is it's never, it's never. I'm not, I don't want an ultimate driving simulator. I want like a fun race car game. I want a good time. They yeah. just, they just added split screen co op or uh, versus yeah. now, so you know you can play four with player split four screen. player split screen. Wow, there you go. Get on it's, that. It's only Mario like, Kart. Can you believe it? It's uh, <laughs> yeah, but like you, you start up like, all right, cool, next gen racing game. This is going to be incredible. And you pop it up and it shows you like like stock footage from the 1920s or whatever and it's like the but first so car cool. was made of wood it is. <laughs> it's like oh y'all are some nerds like nerds made this game and i yeah. respect that i don't want to play it but i respect it mm -hmm. yeah. i understand everybody who loves gt but I, i'm horizon all the way i will get, yeah. uh, give a shout out to my first time playing gt7 in vr yes. and that was like a religious experience of wow i can't believe a game feels like like i feel like i am literally driving a car it made me like we had a setup at the ign office and it made me want it's like do I need to go spend three hundred dollars on a wheel and pedals? Yeah, like right now. Like, like it I, may, I feel like I need to do that. So my roommate Michael Hyam, right? He has a whole racing wheel setup, and legitimately, I picked it up, I put it in my room, I put it on my VR, and I. If somebody walked into my room, they'll think I'm a crazy person because like it just looked ridiculous how much stuff I had going on, and I couldn't get it to work for whatever reason. I was too lazy to ask him because he was busy. Um, but what happened when Watching I first anime? Yeah, he's probably watching yeah the new Gundam. Um, but when I <laughs> clicked play on the track. The, um, for whatever reason, the car like cheated left immediately, and I ran into a wall. And when I tell you that, like it felt so real that I panicked. I was yeah. like, "Oh God!" And like you know, I almost, I felt like I got into a crash in real yeah. life. That's how strong it feels like when you're mm -hmm. in that game. It in is VR. Yeah, it is really cool. It definitely gets you a little, little bit pukey, but so can real cars. You know, that's, yeah. that's the thing. My first experience with that in VR was actually really funny because we had one in the, the IGN office, and there's the part where you can like walk around the car and look at it. And it's, but you start out, and you get kind of like you know, not really. I don't want to say crappy cars because they're nice and new and shiny, but they're like regular ass cars, you know? And Here's I start a Honda up, Civic. Yeah, I'm looking at this, this Honda. I'm like, wow. And I hear, I hear one of our producers, Jobert, walk up and he goes, hey, I have that car. <laughs> and I'm like, I could just go out in the parking lot and see this car. Like, <laughs> like it's like the Simpsons yard work simulator joke where I was like, I'm like, Jobert, try this on. See if it's like driving your car or you could just go drive your car, whichever. Like it's, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe just it's a game like just maybe come out swinging a little bit harder. Like if this is going to be a flagship PSVR thing, like if this is going to be like showing off what the PS5 can do, maybe just give, give people like a Dodge Viper, you know, the beginning, give them just something, something, mm. something fast. See, my, my dream would be like, keep Gran Turismo what it is, but make a game that is 
what Forza Horizon is for Forza. Like, I would be so down for a Gran Turismo Horizon where I'm like, not Horizon Forbidden West, but you get on me. Halo's driving her dinosaur car. Yeah, where I mean, it's open world, they arcade. Have, they had the racing minigame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lest we oh, forget. Oh, yeah. And Horizon. Yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. That, <laughs> we could call that Gran Turismo Horizon. Yeah, there we go. Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo Horizon. Forbidden West would be pretty good. Yeah. I'd be all about it. American muscle but, cars. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm voting for Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West moves on. Bless you on a recap. The cross yeah. bracket. Uh, so the um, next one's moving on for the cross bracket. We have Miles uh, Morales versus The Last of Us Part 1, and then Demon Souls versus Horizon Forbidden West. All right. Triangle bracket time. We've got Chicory, A Colorful Tale, and Baldur's Gate oh, 3. God and dang it. man. I was so excited to like fight for Chicory. And Chicory is so good, but I mean, Baldur's Gate 3 is by far my game of the year this year. Like, I'm playing. What do you right. think would win in a fight, a, a duckling or an Abrams tank? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's just so good. The storytelling, how Larian has like thought out so many things. They created content for point like zero one percent of the of their player base to find, but because there's so many of those point zero one things, everybody is finding different things and yep. sharing, and then they did it differently than you, and it creates just this. Tears of the Kingdom level of storytelling between colleagues and friends. I'm playing this little like blue Smurf gnome that throws items or whatnot to kill everything. So, yeah. and I, I was wearing a, a hammer for a long time. So I was like little blue Thor yeah. and it was great. And I love it. And it's hilarious. I'm now collecting dead bodies and throwing dead bodies nice. at people. Yes. You know, it's, it what also, other game lets you do that? The, the, I mean, it, it is, it is a very, very deep game. I also just love the sort of metagame aspect of it where a, stadia launch title just showed up to maybe eat zelda's lunch like this no one gave a shit about this game six months ago except for the people who've been playing it the for three, three years, years prior yep. access, yeah. and like they were all like uh-huh oh yeah no 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 hold my beer you know this is gonna be fine like and it's i'm i'm so happy it's it, it is having that like that that crossover like breakthrough for sure again yeah. you you talked about marketing earlier right and the way they did that where they did that final big presentation they yep. flew a bunch of games journalists and influencers out to see it in uh, Belgium, I think, uh, and they did. It was like all anybody that weekend was like, "You see this bear fucking this person?" Video, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And suddenly it was off to the races on the hype train, and it was like a month until it released on. PC. They just made a joke about it on on South Park, like oh, really? for it to be that that level oh, of yeah. like mainstream. Yeah. They also Talk totally got the, they got the cross saving <laughs> wrong. They said it doesn't work between PS5 and PC, and Larry and had to be like, "Um, actually, like, yeah. it's." I don't know. I love D and D, so like this is all for me. In, yeah. chi in chicory, you can color. Like you can. And this yeah. is the normal thing. Like chicory, a great game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you and Janet adored it. I enjoyed it. I didn't love love it. But yeah, it's very cute, very colorful, a fun one. You can like, color on a Denny's menu, dude. <laughs> 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 Moving on. But does the Denny's menu make you cry? Also, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, we've got Resident Evil Four Remake versus Sifu. Oh yes. Oh man, this is uh, this is. It's know. time for me to give a hot take. <laughs> yeah, I uh, oh, okay. You, let's going, start with you. I'm let's going Sifu. That's it. Let's start. Let's, I'm going Sifu. Yeah. What's the hot take? That's it. That's the hot take. That I'm oh, is that you're going that's Sifu. It. That's, 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 that's it. A very short hot take. Yeah. But it's why? Okay. Oh, Sifu is just such a good game. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's that it's the thing of like I'm we're comparing two great games here, and I know most people would put an RE4 over it, right? But like for me, when I think about what are the standout PS5 experiences I've had so far this generation? I think for me, Sifu stood out a bit more than an RE4 Remake, and that's for a number of reasons. RE4 Remake is coming off of, like, so many other Resident Evil games that have come out in the last few years, right? And I, when I think of my 
ideal, um, you know, best Resident Evil experience that I've had in the last five years. I still think about Resident Evil 2 remake. Okay. And I think that's it's just a tough thing to follow up on to like continue to make these things feel special. I think mm -hmm. RE4 remake mm -hmm. probably feels mm -hmm. the most special to RE4 fans who played it growing up, right? And mm -hmm. there's so many of those people. But for me, as somebody who, you know, I tried RE4 plenty of times growing up. It just never stuck with me. RE4 remake was finally the time I played all the way through it. And I went, man, that was a great time, right? But it's not like a thing that I think about constantly. Whereas mm -hmm. Sifu playing that for the first time, it was an experience of I have never played a game like this before, at least a beat-em-up like this before, that is mm -hmm. approaching in this kind of way, with this kind of style, with this kind of um, art direction, you know, that has such good level design. Only five levels in that game, but they make those five levels count. Interesting, uh, an interesting system in, like, the age system, where every time you die, you um, age up a little bit. Uh, a game that you know, did almost like the death loop thing of, hey, manage the way you play through this whole experience and like really think about it, right? Because mm -hmm. depending on the path you take, depending on how you approach it, um, you're gonna have to play this full thing in one go. And Sifu almost does it in a, in a more hands-off way than even Deathloop does, because it really is, hey, beat this game before you age out or you're like, or you're gonna have to start from the beginning. Yep. Um, the fact that that game had the balls to do that and had like the design, um, you know, knowledge to make that happen and make it work and make it fun for me is is the most one of the most impressive things in the last couple of years. And I, like, and the challenge level, like, there are so many people who are complaining about the challenge right at the get because they didn't have difficulty settings at the at the get go. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I, mean, I appreciate that you're going to bat for like smaller, weirder things, and I'm yeah, I'm with you on that. It's also there is the there is the debate about like nostalgia because like I think if you sort of if you subtracted a nostalgia factor from RE4, like would it be that big of a deal? And then like counterpoint, like would it exist in the first place? Like it's, mm -hmm. but I think if you look at sort of the, the ways that it, it sort of, you know, subverts the expectations and the familiarity and like, and it's, you know, makes little tweaks and little, little nods to stuff that people have fallen in love with, with the originals, like, you know, again, phenomenal game, but it, it yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think that that's, I think that's the clear winner, but like, I mean, to your point, like Sifu was actually trying new things and it's a, it's a scrappy bunch of indie devs as opposed to a, you know, 30 year old franchise resting on its laurels that have been up beautifully, you know? Yeah. So what are the votes? Sifu. I'm Sifu. Max? RE4. I'm, gonna, I'm on the Sifu side as well. <sighs> I love Sifu. Okay. I went, I had a viral clip earlier this year of me shooting targets in Resident Evil 4 because I love Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil 4. It was too 4. easy for you. It was too easy for me. <laughs> I only, I, I, you know what still haunts me though? Those, like that one or two shots I missed. Like, I hit all the targets, but I also, like, whiffed two shots, and that keeps me up at night. Um, but I love Resident Evil 4 Remake. I think the story's fantastic. I think everything they did about it, uh, about upgrading it and bringing it to the modern generation is was well done. But, man, I think I was more obsessed with Sifu. I think I bounced, after I finished Resident Evil 4, like, blessing, I just didn't think about it anymore. I kind of bounced off and left it until, you know, the only thing that got me back was when they added new stuff, and I was like, okay, I did the new stuff, and, I'm, and then I left. Sifu, when they released all the new stuff, I went back and I've been playing. I played all that stuff, and I sat there and I played it more times than I did Resident Evil 4 Remake. Mm. And yes, it's a shorter experience. It's easier to kind of run through. Well, actually, Resident Evil 4 technically is a shorter experience since you can run through it in like two hours. But, um, but I don't know. Sifu just did it for me. I love the combat. I love the the storytelling they did with it. I love the game. Can you throw a golden egg at a little boy and make him die suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like, and Sifu is one of those games where it's like, what do I want these developers? What do I want Slow Clap to make next? Daredevil. Like, yes, exactly. I want Slow Clap to get some type of big project yep. and, and just knock it out of the park with their next one. So, how about so you, it comes to me then, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is it done or are we going forward? And what I, I will give you a long walk in, right? 
uh sifu is 100 not a greg miller game right like when you and tim would come back talking about it, i'm like oh my wrists my my thumb, thumb hurts hurt. <laughs> i'm like oh, that sounds like no fun whatsoever da, da, da. and there was the difficulty stuff in the beginning yada 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 i however haven't played re4 remake still it's on my playstation i just have not made the time with review season the way it's been and you know i'm a big horror guy you, you know? shouldn't say that on air because brian altano is going to cancel he's just not going to show up tomorrow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so what i'm going to do is i'm going to vote for re4 to take it to the chat that way there can be a decision made there because i don't feel as somebody who doesn't like sifu you can also abstain and just let sifu win you know no i'm mean? not doing that that's not that's not how <laughs> we're doing abstain. this we are playing this you don't have to vote. like our broken <laughs> government all right yeah, yeah, yeah. so we will filibuster oh, and we will oh, do a million goodness. different things oh, to make it happen oh, it's gonna be man. 62 percent well, for re4 but it's all over as there as much as i as much as i love sifu and i love chat i just i have a feeling rising four is gonna well yeah like, it's it's got the popular. When you put it in chat, the chat was very far, into Sifu like, beforehand. Is, oh, the there you go. Sifu pulls ahead with fifty-three percent okay. of the vote, fifty-eight percent of the vote. You know what? It looks like you guys have trained. Blessing, you've trained your audience well. You've like I, I, you have a listen, very cultured and developed audience. Because I try to train them, and they rebel all the time. But <laughs> hey, maybe. Should we move on? Yeah, let's, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Also, all I'm right. just noticing that there's no Life is Strange True Colors on this list. <gasps> who, put, who put this together? You know? Man, that's who put one this of those together? Ones. Yeah. yeah. All right. At least you got Ghostwire Tokyo on the list. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to get exclusives. <laughs> you piece of trash. <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo. Xbox game now. All right. Ghostwire Tokyo versus Stray. Um, and, you know, Annapurna, they, they weighed in on this. They, you know, I, I don't know if you guys they saw put the up graphic. the ice. Yeah. They put up the cat. Yeah, they put yeah. up the cat, which is, you know, very Annapurna of them. Um, I freaking love Stray. I love, uh, it's just so, it was just a great experience. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, I felt, I got the platinum trophy in that last year. I was another one during my plat yep. my trophy sprint. Um, I felt like I was pulling my own teeth while playing to play through that game. Yep. Um, it wasn't a terrible game, nope. but it wasn't uninspired. But it wasn't enjoyable. Exactly. Uninspired is like the perfect word. Yeah. Like, finger guns, cool. <laughs> Is basically what it was. Thank you, Annapurna, for this tweet. Thank you. So Shuhei much. Yoshida with the, t the thumbs up to it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm not even Stray's biggest fan. I didn't think it lived up yeah. to what it could have been, but I think Stray by a mile with this. Yeah. Not even close. I say, is there anybody that would go Ghostwire? Okay, cool. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations to Stray. Similarly, congratulations to Sifu with 57% of Let's the vote. Sifu had it. more votes against RE4 than Spider Man 2, or than uh, God of War Ragnarok <laughs> had against Spider Man 2. That's crazy. That's insane. That's how Ghostwire has no friends. You're correct. to be here live. You are correct. All right. Final matchup in Triangle. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade versus Deathloop. Ooh. That is an easy, for me, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade, hands down. Deathloop, very cool, very creative, but got old very quickly, especially once you finish the campaign. Um, did you platinum that one? I did not. I played that one on PC. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Um, I, I had, that was one of those ones really enjoyed Deathloop. I'm not, there's no taking away. I'm going to vote Final Fantasy on this one as well. Uh, but it was like, I'm going to come back and platinum this. And then the further I got from like, I don't, I don't really want to do yeah. it. I don't really want to go back for that. Yeah, it was one of those things I got. I got to, uh, the earlier access on PC. Um, and so I played it through it there. And I was like, cool. I was like, maybe I'll play platinum this one when I get, get it on PlayStation because my partner wants to play it. Um, and I got it on PlayStation. And then I just I haven't booted it up. Sure. So Whereas Remake Integrade, I've got like, I don't know, 150 hours playing through that dang game two or yeah, three yeah. times. Ugh. Yeah. Just think about that house. The hell house. Oh my god, yeah, the yes. house fight? That is Amazing. that is the the loudest I've screamed playing games that year. Like when that, <laughs> I was like, I basically had like conceded, I was like, oh, they're not gonna do the house. It's too stupid to put in this game. And then it shows up and I just like left out of my seat. I was like, the
The house is here. Yes. <laughs> My dog started jumping up and like barking and trying to bite me. And I was like, why are you biting me? I'm excited about the house. Yeah, Deathloop. I don't know. I, it was weird how that kind of fell out of conversation. Like, I, yeah, I, right? it was, I mean... There was this, I think there was a fatigue leading up to it where they were trying so hard with Showing, these directs. Oh my so God, it was showcase. in every yeah. showcase every week for like nine months. Yeah, and it's like- Like three years. I feel bad yeah. because like, <laughs> you know, Arcane is always sort of, they're always, you know, they're always trying to stick the landing and like there's, Dishonored has its, its, you know, huge, huge vocal fan base, but it also, you know, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't do what they wanted. It doesn't become like a mainstream takeover thing. And we're all sort of like, maybe Deathloop will be, maybe this will grab people. Maybe this will hook them. And like, I don't think it did either. Like, I think a lot of people enjoyed it, but it like, and it, it's, it's also, it's frustrating to see something with such inspired art direction. Yes. Not, you know, like not sticker. I, I want more, I want more games to take notes on what this looks like. Cause it's mm -hmm. gorgeous. I also think like the storytelling was fantastic. I loved all the back and forth between the two main characters. Yep. It, you know, featuring two black leads, something we don't get very often in games. So I was very like, just into that. Um, but also like, I think the biggest thing where it just kind of fell short for me is once you knew what to do, that was kind of it. Like there was no yeah. replayability yeah, 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 yeah. where like where this, they were selling this game on the idea of replayability because like you're going through this loop so many times, but there wasn't a way for that loop to kind of shift kind of like to where you have to do different things where. What know. I liked about it is also, I think what hurts its longevity. It was that it, it wasn't linear, but it was linear where like the, the thing told you what to go do. So you went and did it. And then the idea of coming back to do the other thing. You know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I'm also going to go FF seven. I am a death loop defender, even though I think I'm right there with you in terms of like, I think my one complaint with death loop would be that the design of it was a bit messy just in terms of it wanting, yeah, to be this loop game where you're figuring out what to do Hitman style, but ultimately the game tells you what to do. Right. And like for in Hitman, for example, that's like an additional option you have of, Hey, here are these bespoke stories you want to see what to do and yes. like you do that right but also hitman takes his, its foot off the pedal and let you, lets you do whatever you want i wish there was a version of death loop that had that additional layer of okay now let me do this the way i want to do this and find mm -hmm. different ways to solve the grand puzzle yeah um i think that's missing from it but i think the gameplay the style of it the music the acting the um you know the story all that stuff for me worked um it's a shame that you couldn't work on a bigger scale all right but yeah. um maybe that's just what um our arcane is doomed to, to to live right like mm -hmm. all their games have this level of quality where it's like man y'all know how to make a video game but if only people appreciated these video yeah. games i don't know if people are going to on that mass scale and you don't fight a house at any point in that game there, a, a giant house doesn't show up for you to fight it <laughs> <laughs> gotta have that house there's the house Look hell at the house, house. Ah! yeah <laughs> good old hell house the stupidest thing it's the it's the why would you fight the house? Why would there be a house? Why would it be an enemy? It doesn't make any sense. Didn't make sense in 1997. Doesn't make sense now. They put it in there. I love it. Possessed. Thank you for coming to my house, Hell House. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Max, you're up. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, right there in yellow. Square. It is. All right, uh, FF16 versus Disco Elysium, the final cut. <laughs> oh. Oh, Final oh. Fantasy 16, Disco Elysium sucks, and I'm saying it right now. Mm. Boring reading game, no thank you. Like I said at the top of this, I love pretentious narrative games. <laughs> I am going Disco Elysium, the final cut, even though Final Fantasy 16, absolutely excellent, absolutely great story, and like, there's so much love we can throw at Final Fantasy 16, but for me, Disco Elysium is like one of the best written and one of the most written video games I've ever played in my life, uh, and like overwritten. 
If you don't like hockey games, you're not going to like the Final Fantasy series. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, you got to learn an account with Roman numerals. It's nonsense. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think that game just does such smart things with how it goes about, like, stats and making each of your stats kind of have its own voice and, like, talk to you. And, like, you know, I it's such a weird game and such a different game. And again, I think it's one that is one of a kind. Um, and I hope we see more Disco Elysium reports make me worried about that. But like, you know, it's what I want to see more of. Final Fantasy 16 for me is like another great Final Fantasy um, with, you know, great combat and like Game of Thrones style intrigue and all this stuff, right? But um, I don't know if 16 is even my favorite Final Fantasy game, you know, whereas Disco Elysium, I would put up there as like one of my favorite um, CRPGs and maybe even RPGs. And so that's my vote. I'm a I'm Final Fantasy 16. Uh, a, we got the sexiest version of um, Sid that we've ever gotten. Um, like just the best. That was the very, best very version sexy, of Sid. Sexy. Um, but also like the scale that they went to with Final Fantasy 16, the soundtrack, the score, everything about it was just fantastic. Yes, the combat was I would say simplified at a base level, but if you really kind of spent some time and I'll make this, this uh, reason, I'll use this reasoning again in a, in a, in a later um, matchup. But if you really spend some time with that com with their combat system, you can really pull off some really cool, nifty, almost devil may cry style combat stuff. It's mm -hmm. nowhere near on the level of devil may cry. Um, you know, despite having the combat director um, work on this one, but it's still very good. And it felt just I was like hooked the whole time playing through this game start to finish. It was like, I don't want to play anything else. And there was a lot of stuff out during the time of Final Fantasy 16's launch. There was a bunch of other things that were out that I was like, oh, I should be playing this. But I want to play Final Fantasy 16 because Sid and Torgal. Um, and, you know, despite them not doing the greatest job with their female characters, eh, um, I still give it to Final Fantasy 16. Maxi? Disco. Oh. Easy, easy. Sorry. Just, no, no, please. Yeah, no, it's just, that's that's it. I don't know. Disco's cool. I just felt sad the whole time I was playing that game. I feel that oh, way yeah. anyway. So and... <laughs> Disco Elysium will have you dying in the most like insane ways. Like you'll trip over a rock and you're, you'll die. Yeah, yeah. Like your character's so depressed. You have to like take your, your necktie down from the ceiling fan literally in the first scene of the game. And if you fail at that, you can like, you stand up too fast and have a heart attack and die. And it's just like game over. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> You, fa you fail to roll like that's that's how it is i don't know that yeah uh, it's final fantasy 16 it's another it's another final fantasy it's very good final fantasy gorgeous final fantasy mm -hmm. but uh, game of thrones final fantasy yeah uh, fight, fighting if beat em up game of thrones I don't, it's yeah also really it's really really weird that they this is the the generation or this is the time period we got yakuza historically beat em up game went turn-based and final fantasy yes. historically turn-based game the looking glass what's going on over there that's bizarre. <laughs> everybody likes everybody else's stuff and they want to make that grass is green all right so are we are we tied there we are yeah. tied right, and right now it is up chat. in the chat 50, it is 50 50 between 50. disco and final fantasy 16 it is going back we should probably shout out that there's a there's a nice little charity bundle a humble bundle that has disco elysium in it oh there sure Where can is people over find that? humble bundle well, of course let me give you the actual information right off the top of my head if you want to support extra life further you can grab a bunch of awesome games along the way be sure to check out the ign editor's choice bundle live now at humblebundle.com it runs until november 22nd it includes disco elysium which could move on here uh so the final cut spirit fair farewell edition the forgotten city plus you get ten dollars off almost anything in the ign store you get three months of ign plus for free and it's over 204 dollars in value yes 204 
Yeah, Cameron Kennedy. Cameron Kennedy, he says, I'll play Disco Elysium if it goes on sale at the same time as I have a ton of free time and I'm bored and there's nothing else I want to play and I'm in the mood for it. Well, Spirit Fair is also great as well. Support kids. Yeah, support kids. Also, you know, pay what you want. So that's a that's an option. Um, do we have a, a vote? The winds have changed. Final Fantasy 16 currently has 58% of the vote. We can move to the next one. We, All right. The next one I think is going to be... All right, so the next one is Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring versus yep. Bridge of Spirits. Do we even have to... No, I was just saying next one's Elden shout Ring. Out to the, shout out to the art style of Bridge of Spirits. Um, excuse me. Kenna was a magical experience. It was. Legitimately a middle magical experience. Uh, the devs behind this created just one of my favorite Legend of Zelda shorts. Uh, and like, it's just, it was gorgeous graphically and i love kenna so much i played through it twice oh. which is two times as many times as i played through elden ring nice so i'm okay, going i'm like, voting kenna elden ring is like 100 hours long. you're voting yes. kenna i'm voting kenna kenna is great elden ring elden for max elden ring. elden ring for me yeah so kenna for jada should we just do a count on that just double check and i have to say I'm not based on anything behind the wall. I'm also voting Kenna. All right. I, I rolled credits in Kenna. All right. Is that what you guys talked about back then? Maybe it is. Maybe it wasn't. You know Greg what I mean? It had terrible we... boss fights. Greg. Ah, it, was, it was a great PS2 oh, game. Oh, my goodness. It was a great throwback to the PS2. Yeah, all right. Elden Ring is practically a PlayStation 6 game. Final Fantasy 16 has 67% of the vote. It's right. moving on. Everything's falling apart in this And bracket. we will now go to the poll <laughs> to see if the chat. I cannot believe we're voting on this. Wants to throw some anarchy into the world or if you want to just be boring chat is that what Kenna you want is adorable it's gorgeous you get to dress up the little blobs with little I, crazy you, cute I, hats I, 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 I enjoy kenna a lot i think kenna is a great game i can't name one thing that i would say kenna does better than than elden ring visuals, visuals. i think visuals are, are elden you kidding ring me better. kenna's get cute out there. Mm -hmm. just i mean kenna is cuter yeah <laughs> there we go kenna ran out too early it's maintaining Elden Ring is overtaken with 54% and oh, it is there we go. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. No. Okay. God forbid chat have some fun. I know, right? You know? Just want to go and chat when you get back to God of War. Flagellate themselves. Alright, next up we've got oh, this is actually, this is interesting. We've got uh, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Uh, I'm assuming the big Bells and Whistles fancy edition. The yeah, yes. the completed whatever, edition. However mm -hmm. many times they've re-released that. Uh, and Street Fighter 6. Ooh. Ooh, like you didn't make the bracket. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I didn't look it too hard at it. Um, I, I turned my eyes to you as the big Street Fighter fan. Are you guys Street Fighter? I'm a huge fan? Street Fighter oh, okay, fan. Okay. So, yeah. so I go Street Fighter 6. I've tried Witcher multiple times. I respect Witcher. I think it's a very well-made game. I think the side quests are really well-written and all that stuff. Um, I tried playing the complete edition late last year when it came out. And... I think it's aged a little bit. Like, it's kind of mm -hmm. hard to return to that world. Um, but then also, like, I, I feel like there's also been um, RPGs that have come out since then that have overseed, overtaken it, yeah. right? And, like, have kind of pushed the genre forward in a way that makes it hard to go back to. Street Fighter VI is one of the best fighting games I think I've ever played, right? Yes. Like, I think the amount of bells and whistles in it, the, um, you know, have, having, like, a open-world campaign mode, it wasn't my favorite mode, but the fact that they have it, and it was, it's, like, it's a, it's a good foundation. Yeah. Can but, I can I just can we break the rules for a second? Go of for course. It. Can we can we swap out Witcher with Cyberpunk Fan of Liberty? I mean, I'd be down. That was that. the one that I was going to suggest at the tail end and like that's a tricky one because like Phantom Liberty again, it's the Hitman problem. Where like Phantom Liberty is expansion, Cyberpunk technically launched 3 years ago, but I think it's safe to say that is considerably more of a PS5 game than I agree. It is. Yeah. The motion passes. All right, we're yeah. doing it. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm still going to go Street Fighter 6, but 
Cyberpunk is like a bit uh, is a way stronger contender in my book, right? Like for me, they're a bit more on the equal end. Um, but I still go Street Fighter Six just for like what that game does and how fun that game is and like all the presentation, and all the stuff they do to step forward in Street Fighter. I am in the same boat as Blessing. Um, for both Witcher Three and Cyberpunk, those are games I would rather watch than play. They are huh. just not enjoyable for me. A, I'm not a big sandbox person, so it's hard for me to get into those kind of games. I put like a hundred hours into Cyberpunk, and while it was novel, I guess, for me, like it felt very novel to me. It was fun, but I was like, I'm not like super into it. I wasn't like making great memories playing this game where Street Fighter Six, yes, you're fighting same, what, 16, what, how many people? I don't remember how many we've got in Street Fighter Six. How many characters? Yeah. 18, oh, man. 20, Somewhere around that. Yeah, 16 to 18 characters, maybe 20, 22. I forget the total roster right now. But everything they did with that, the customization, the, cre the created character, the avatars, how the internet went wild, just creating the most insane looking, insane looking NPC characters. 18 characters 18. that launched, by okay. the way. Yes. Two, DLC, so. two new DLC characters. We got two so. DLC, so we're at 20 now. Um, I freaking love Street Fighter Six. I've been playing Street Fighter since Street Fighter Two, back on the Genesis, just whooping butt since then, going to arcades. Street Fighter Six is one of those ones that will stick with me for all time. And like putting aside the nostalgia angle of it, like I said, cyberpunk, I don't know. I guess I feel a little uh, just kind of like run down from all of the negativity that happened with cyberpunk and all their 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 failure to launch, I guess, so to speak, <laughs> to quote a I spent the movie. bulk of my career being excited for that game and then basically the last three years talking about how much of a disappointment it was. Yes. And I played Phantom Liberty and I'm now like, I like that game. Yeah. So I jumped back into the 2.0 update and it's fine. It's cool. But it's like, I feel, it feels dated. <laughs> the look in Max's eyes. <laughs> it's fine. No, 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 that's, cool. that's fine. He's just going to, you know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I jumped like, into that playing Baldur's Gate 3 at the same time, which is, again, like they're both based on tabletop games. Yes. One of them is trying to be an RPG simulator. One of them is trying to be like GTA Far Cry Fallout, you yeah. know? And like, I think if you, if you accept Cyberpunk for what it is, which is, it's, it is not a, it is not an RPG. Like, I mean, it has our role-playing elements, yes. but it is yeah. like much more of an action game. Yeah. Uh, that's know, my yeah. thing is I went from playing Baldur's Gate 3 to Starfield and in, in, into Cyberpunk. And I think playing Starfield in between <laughs> both those games, this is going to turn into an Xbox bashing podcast, I apologize. But like playing Starfield in between both those games made me appreciate Cyberpunk and Baldur's Gate 3 way more. Oh, and for sure. For, for Cyberpunk specifically, like the presentation in that game is on another level. Incredible. Oh, like, I agree. When you're having, when you're in a dialogue sequence and like... The camera just doesn't come in and they're like not even looking at you. Yeah, exactly. So those characters feel like actual characters yeah. and yeah. it feels like there's actual drama happening and the drama and the story is actually interesting and like the lighting and all that stuff, how it comes together. So it paints such a beautiful scene that I would have, I, I think for me, lives up to what I thought launch Cyberpunk was going to be. Mm -hmm. I am so shocked that we finally got that game. Um, and like, I think the, all the reworks they've done for like the skill tree and stuff, like I've, I absolutely love my katana deflecting bullets abilities and like all dashing all around and having all that stuff going on. I think the current version of Cyberpunk is up there. Like I, I, I it actually has elevated it to being like one of my more favorite RPG franchises. Okay, no. so yeah, Cyberpunk, Street Fighter, mm -hmm. Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah, I'm with Max. I would pick Cyberpunk in this face-off. So which means right. we are going to go to the All poll. Right. Uh, and it, it, again, it is preferences, right? Where yes. I platinum Cyberpunk originally. Phantom Liberty didn't set my world on fire, but I enjoyed that three out of five. That's right. Yeah. That I love like a three out of five. Uh, it was, <laughs> but it was okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. Like I like, and I think you know. If anything, it would just be the. F I think one of my problems with it is I played so much Cyberpunk to begin with, to platinum that I had seen so much of it. Then jump into Phantom Liberty, it was like, 
yes, it looks prettier, and yes, this, but I'm still very much like, ah, eh, whatever. It's also uh, weird because if you played it at launch, you played a PS4 game. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't great in that form. And fast forward, it's now a PS5 game. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. And it's really good. And it should have always been a PS5 game. You know. So it's uh, odd. Anyway, uh, uh, who won? Oh, who won? Kenna versus Elden Ring. Elden Ring did win with sixty percent of the vote. Forty <sighs> percent wanted it was down to clown. Chat. Thank you. You know um, what I mean? Right now, it's Cyberpunk has eighty percent of the vote right now over Street Fighter Six. Yeah, I'm not play more fighting games. Yeah, you guys really should. Or make okay. less fighting games. So here's the thing about Street they Fighter. They already make so when few. They, <laughs> when they announce a new Street Fighter, that's awesome. But it's like they announced a new guitar. I don't play the guitar. I <laughs> would love to learn to play the guitar. I think people we who play the guitar you. are awesome. It takes a while. So like they announce a new guitar. All new skills take a while. That's true. But again, like it's like it, it is a different from like, oh, here's like an exciting new world to jump into. And like I appreciate that Capcom has made the effort to be like, oh, it's like world tour mode. You can go run around and fight old ladies and uh, chickens or whatever you fight in the streets. Yeah, I do that in Yakuza. I don't exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, I, again, it's, it's gotta be really hard for them to attract new street fighter players for sure. Oh yeah. You know, this is the most days. commanding lead of the day. So I'm calling it early cyberpunk with 79% of the vote oh. has advanced to break blessings heart with a Roll game. Up. He loves. <laughs> a game right. he loves. One of his chat. top RPGs of all time. He says, <laughs> all right, next up, this is a interesting matchup. We've got, it takes two and four spoken. Forspoken, baby. Get the hell I out am here. calling Get it. Get the hell out of Forspoken. here. Forspoken. I love that game. I apologize. There's is another this a joke? Code. Is this real? No, this <laughs> is real. This is, a bit. This is <laughs> legit. I love Forspoken. Yes, the story was probably not the greatest story Square Enix has ever told. Yeah. Um, probably, probably down there on the lowest, on the lower list. But the gameplay, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, the mixing of 40 different spells all at your fingertips at any given time that you can mix and match in just different combos that most people probably won't find because they're like, oh, this one works. I can just do this one. But if you mix and match, it's unrivaled. Why would I mix and match? Huh? Why would I mix and match? I, I had the ones that worked. The game didn't encourage me to do anything else. I'm You're not playing on the hardest difficulty, and that's part of the reason, that's I That's right, Greg. Got it, Greg. Got it. Yes. Got it. So, <laughs> by the wall. The, uh, so, for those of you who have not played Forspoken but were interested, intrigued by the idea don't. of it. Watch my review, don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you were interested or intrigued by it, play the game on the hardest difficulty, then go into your accessibility option and tweak the difficulty up to where you take more damage from enemies because then you die in two shots. So then it becomes this like whole... It does. If you're a fan of like Souls games, you'll probably be right at home with this type of thing. If you I didn't think Starfield was great, just download 300 mods and it's amazing. Yeah. Right? right? You know what I mean? Take the brakes <laughs> off your car. It goes way faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked um, we're here. I didn't, I didn't I, think that. I thought we were on. I already, yeah. wrote, I already wrote it. It takes two, no. right? I, Max, I, I, are you on this? I, for sure. So I got a, I got a curveball here. Uh, I didn't play It Takes Two, and I was like, ooh, wow, that's a major blind spot. I looked it up. My daughter was two weeks old. Oh, yeah, sure. So playing a co-op game with the only person around it was either a two-week-old baby or my wife who just had a two-week-old baby. Is, that didn't really happen. So sure. I'm going to throw my vote to the chat. Let them figure it out. Okay. I, I mean, I, I'm going It Takes Two for the record. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then they. It's well, I don't know, Greg, if you're going If the chat second. forces it, we can then phone a friend. <laughs> we'll figure out who to call. Um, I'm, I'm It Takes Two. You're It, it takes, takes Two. two. Forspoken, then we need a, another vote. One <laughs> of my hot takes is Forspoken is the better combat game that Square Enix released this year. I love Final Fantasy 16's combat, but I think Forspoken's is better. Didn't you go Final Fantasy 16 I did. over Disco Elysium just now? I did, yes. Because Final Fantasy 16, I enjoyed the story better more than Disco Elysium personally. But Even the side quests? Side quests were fine. Oh, you're talking about Final Fantasy 16 side yeah. quests? Yeah. 
you got to get Wait. <laughs> yeah, see, you got to get deeper into the Final Fantasy 16 side quests because they it's well, one of I know toward the end they get really good. Well, it's because they build upon each other, and so that's something mm. I appreciate. It's seeing how this NPC started, you know, and then how they ended. I like seeing that trajectory. Chat is going. It takes two. Oh, I, I'm not surprised by that. That's totally fine. Um, I know I'm in the minority for this one. I'm, I appreciate how, yeah, the fire you had for the passion. I, I appreciate it. Did you do the DLC? I have not done the DLC yet. Right. That is on my list, Christmas list. for uh, my platinum because I didn't platinum it earlier this year because I was uh, like, I want to come back to this yeah. and I'm going to come back with all the DLC and I just moved it to the end of the year with things like Dead Space, which I didn't platinum yet either. Gotcha. So, like, I think if you took the Final Fantasy 16 and Forspoken logos off those respective games and you took trailers slash gameplay back in time seven years or whatever and showed them to fans, there would be some debate over which was which. Mm. I, Interesting call. Yeah. I honestly would not be surprised if the magic system from Forspoken wasn't the original magic system in Final Fantasy 16, and they ended up pulling it and making mm. it into its own thing mm. during the R&D portion in of the, those two. Yeah, games. and the world structure too, yes. coming off 15. I, just, like, I didn't know Forspoken fans existed. So this has like, <laughs> been like such a cool, like, oh man, maybe I need to go actually play that game. I, I mean, I will be, I'll be playing it on my, my live stream. You'll be able to come watch, come watch some cool combos. Oh yeah. You get the platinum? Or are you going for platinum? I'm going for platinum. Yeah, that'll be last two weeks of December. One hour and 12 minutes into the... Oh, I'm sorry. One hour and 28 minutes into the show, oh, ladies and gentlemen, we've advanced through round one. Wow. I assume the other ones will go quicker now that we've, we've right. explained what we feel about games. Uh, but to brief you, the circle bracket now has Astro's Playroom versus God of War Ragnarok, uh, Ratchet versus Returnal, Miles versus Tilu 1, Demon Souls versus Horizon. I actually jumped into cross there, sorry. Triangle is ba uh, Baldur's Gate 3 versus Sifu, Stray versus Final Fantasy 7, Square is Final Fantasy 16 versus Elden Ring, Cyberpunk versus It Takes Two. Why don't we work in reverse? All right. Oh. All right. Max, you're up. Max, tell me Cyberpunk. about the square bracket. Oh, it's FF. What? That's 16. 15, yeah, 16. 16. Oh, okay. Elden Ring. So Elder, uh, Final uh, Fantasy 16 versus Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring is my vote. Elden okay. Ring. I'm going to go Final Fantasy 16. The chaos. The chaos is uh, my nature, my love. The chat is going to be the ones who are, are, who are going to have to carry Elden Ring all the way to victory. They are. That's right. And I as they should. Elden Ring needs to go all the way as to number they one. They should. They should be on But I'm going Final Fantasy 16 on this one. Again. Sexy Sid. My thing about it is... Sexy Melania. Thank you. Read my mind. Eh. Neither of them my game. Mm -hmm. Right? Like Final Fantasy 16, I've started and I stopped, but I enjoyed what I did enough with it. But then I'm also like, it's just not that great. Elden Ring, not my, I don't like those worlds or whatever. Blah, blah. <laughs> I would be a fool to sit here and tell you that Elden Ring isn't the better game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just pound for pound, blow for blow. Final Fantasy 16, I understand all your friends, but Elden Ring advances off my vote. Is there. this you trying to get heat off your back for going Kana over Elden Ring? No. What, from who? You? Them? From the world. <laughs> I don't care about the world. They already hung up on this podcast a long time ago. Their minds are made up about what they think of Greg Miller. There's nothing to get it back. I just love the idea of like a, like all the new Beyond fans that like have come into the show in the last oh, these guys seem educated. Years. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is who hosted the podcast? <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> Buffoon. Uh, and then next we got uh, Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 Phantom Liberty, what do you want to call it? Uh, versus It Takes Two. I'm going cyberpunk as much as i you know talked down about it it is still i think a more a better experience on the ps5 than it takes two it takes two was fine it was fun it was you know whatever it was a good game to play co-op with my partner but at the end of the day i'm not thinking about that and i don't think it should have been i think game of the year that year you know it takes two 
obviously when you talk about Hazelight and them doing these co-op games, yeah. they get so much deserved praise for doing something no one else does. Really, yeah. hey, we're going to make a game that is meant for you to play with for somebody on the couch, hanging out, having fun, da 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 I had a lot of fun with It Takes Two, but again, I would say Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, better game. Really? Yeah. I love bespoke co-op experiences, too. Like, it, that's, you know, it's probably 60% of the games I try to play bespoke co-op stuff with my partner. Um, and this was a fun one, but... I mean, I, I, Cyberpunk, I agree. It's just yeah, major design flaw is that you were required to have a friend to play it. Yeah. Heartbreaker for most PC gamers. I don't gamers. have any of them. But <laughs> yeah, Cyberpunk yeah, lets you be friends so, or frenemies so lonely. with Idris Elba. Yeah. Since we're in a place where Cyberpunk's going forward anyway, I'm going to put my, my vote behind it, Take Two. I, that game was a magical experience when I played through it. Yeah. Like, really, if I, was, if I was to break it down, I might actually put Cyberpunk ahead of it, but I, It Takes Two for me is a... <laughs> but you're like, it doesn't matter, so I want to It doesn't matter, so I want to give flowers to It Takes Two. Like, like that, w- that is one of the best 3D platformers of this generation so far. Like, it is, okay. like, level to level, it has such creativity and, such, and so many different ideas that it carries through in a way that is super polished and, like, you know, has a story. The story has its ups and downs. Like, that's m- m- my main critique of It Takes Two is that, like, you know... Uh, it, one is a little bit longer than two. I was going to say also, it, outsta- it overstays its welcome. I overstays its welcome, yeah. and then I, the, I don't like where it ended. Um, but aside from, and also um, the book is kind of racist. Doctor Keith, the book is, is kind of racist. Yeah, um, let me tell you the story of love. <laughs> but everything else, like every, I played that, sto- I played that game with my uh, Cuban friend, and every time she was like, "This is in- insane." <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but the gameplay is so uh, fantastic. It's it so is. Funny. It is. And like, it comes back to the one of a kind thing, right? Where only Hazelight is making these kind of games with this I amount agree. of quality, and um, yeah, like I think it takes two stains out among like what you look at on this list and so shout out to it takes two yeah the co-op stuff is like not really for me typically but like i'm so i'm so happy that yosef Faris is delivering on that yeah, very loud mm-hmm. you know profane promises he makes <laughs> on the stage like, i mean I'm, I'm happy that they're they exist uh are we doing the the next yeah that'll be jada but for right now it'll be elden ring versus cyberpunk is who we will decide next time we come back to the square bracket in round three Wee. but for now jada walk me through what's happening in triangle. all right so we got uh, at the top of triangle we got Baldur's gate three versus sifu oh ah as much as i love slow clap and i love sifu yeah. Baldur's gate is just I agree. a clear front runner mm-hmm. here for me like just i do not like playing Baldur's gate like I, and I, as a controller guy mm-hmm. like i just and i just but like the game is fantastic the story is fantastic the dice roll what a great idea etc mm-hmm. etc yeah. no D the closest experience you can get to like a real game of D with sure. friends um all right moving forward Baldur's gate three wins so next up is stray versus final fantasy 7 remake slash integrade um i again i gotta give this a final fantasy 7 remake integrade just fantastic the way they revitalized this uh classic this fan favorite um and brought it forward what yeah. was it when it dropped it was what 97, 97. Yeah. the original so like six 15 years, 14, 15 years for whenever, because it dropped, what, 2021? Was it 20, 20, 20 something years. Was it, yeah. 24 years? No, something 20. like that. Well, now. Why are we doing of, math? <laughs> as of now, it is that. But I'm saying when it drops, like, it just, but yeah, it's just. I think it was 23, because it came out, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It, it came out a long time later. It came out a long time later. Yes, numbers, people. Um, yes, I'm voting Final Fantasy VII. I've never, I've tried so many times to play the original Final Fantasy VII, let alone every other Final Fantasy since then, mm-hmm. and I can never, ever get into it, and I loved Final Fantasy VII, so yeah, I'm back in that. I thought Stray was a little boring. So I agree. Final Fantasy VII was, is my pick. Yeah. Unanimous. Yeah. F- FF7, yeah. All right. Uh, All right. For your triangle finish, then, for round three. Baldur's Gate 3 versus Final Fantasy 7 when we come back. But now we go to the cross bracket where Blessing finds us with. 
uh, cross, we're going with Miles versus The Last of Us Part 1. Oh, man. It's not hard for me. I'm going Last of Us Part 1. But I'm it's sorry. an old game. It is. But it's an old game made new. All right? Y'all are going for Stacey Final Fantasy hat. You got FF7 on here. We talked about how much we love RE4. All right? Sometimes taking old games that aren't that old and making them new. What's wrong with it? What a compelling argument. Why are we getting, why are you What's getting wrong with about it? it? Your Honor. What's wrong with it? Wait, they give you last is one and it looks better and it plays better and it runs in smoother frame rate. Why are we so mad? Because it was seventy dollars. I get it. They already did it once. Well, they, so. did it. <laughs> they did it. PS4. And they did it again. <laughs> <All right? laughs> Shoot, I'll take another remake next year if we can somehow make it look better. I just love the Last of Us. I love the Last of Us as well. Last of Us Part One is a great experience. I am going to get behind Spider-Man and Miles Morales here. Before Spider-Man Two, I thought it was the better one over 2018. Uh, I did love the the leap we saw from Insomniac. I think in terms of storytelling, cinematography, the way they made Harlem feel like a real place, the introduction of Haley, Genki, uh, Miles' story overall, and I did like that, that it was shorter. I'd prefer to get more games like that to get more cool experiences like that. Plus, it was a, a PlayStation Five game, right? It was showing off. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about the instantaneous loads and this, that, and the other. And I, another game that I cried the next morning telling Jen about. <laughs> I'm in the same boat uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. I'm on Team Miles 100%. Like, it's just the story that it tells of community and just of Miles stepping into those shoes of becoming Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, it's just a fantastic story. Like, it's done so well. Just all the angles, like, everything they, they touched upon was just a masterpiece for this one for me. So I'm I'm Team Miles. I mean, yeah, they didn't do anything with the last one story. You know what I mean? They did nothing the, at all. Just a no, story that's okay. not worth remembering. Look, it's not at all. A no. story about community. Definitely didn't get Joel a TV show. Joel found a new community and practically a new daughter. Didn't get a TV show or nothing like that. Um, Some respect on Joel's name. No, I, I Max, love are we going to the we, chat? Where are you in? No, we, <laughs> no. Miles across the board. I was just, I was trying to think like a lot of it is, you know, also time and place. And like, I feel like had Last of Us Part 1, I guess it was already out when the show premiered. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, the most like the, the, the most like interesting remaster of The Last of Us we've got in the past couple of years or this generation is the HBO show. Like, with all due respect to the game, which looks great, and I think it, I think it, it's there's a weird disparity between how it how it looks and how it plays because it still feels a little bit at times like sure, a history look, game. A little yeah. archaic, yeah. Um, yeah, Miles is phenomenal. It does that thing that those uh, uh, what what you call it? expand alones sounds mm-hmm. like a, a weird like a trapper keeper or underpants yeah. or something <laughs> like. I don't, um, <laughs> But yeah, like that that refines everything that was great about the first Spider-Man. I also really, really loved that it was a, you know, it was set at Christmas time in New York. It had that sort of magic to it. And it was like there, you know, was it day one on PS5? Yeah. 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 Like that felt wonderful. That just felt like a, a special treat. And I think it was just a very special experience top to bottom. So yeah, Miles by I, Miles. Yeah. I, lo- I love mm. Last of Us, but man, it's just, it, again, it's, I don't, I don't know. I can't. Next I up. love them both, but Miles. Miles goes forward. Uh, next up, we got Demon Souls versus Horizon Forbidden West. <sighs> Forbidden West. Forbidden West. This is a tugs on both my heartstrings. I love the art direction. I love the story of Horizon Forbidden West. I love the gameplay of Demon Souls. It was my first Souls game back on the PS3. So getting to come back and see it in this fully, like this full, it's full form, it's final form. Like it just was, it was magical. And that was also day one on the PS5. Um, but I also, I'm Horizon Forbidden West. What did I just say about The Last of Us feeling like a PS3 game on PS5 graphics? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't even I didn't even like Forbidden West, but I think it's uh, arguably a, a more. Ah, uh, it's tough. It's really tough because Demon Souls is so good, and it, it was is. it was there the day one. It was like the biggest. It was the biggest launch game in terms of the number of huge spiders in it. Um, <laughs> uh, 
It's a moot point. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to vote for Demon Souls. Just have the record show that I say that. Good. Okay. You know. Keep it on record. You yeah. have all the Souls fans there for you. I like that. All so, right. That's it for Cross. Next up, we're going to have it be Miles versus Horizon, but we'll get there later. To bring you back to the circle bracket, we have Astro's Playroom versus God of War Ragnarok. We have the we, we have the opportunity to do, do to do the funniest thing of all time right now, you know. <laughs> Just send Astro through to the finals. Astro, yeah. let him look that little guy out there. Like, think about how great that would be if we did that. <laughs> but God of War Ragnarok is, is an amazing game. I mean, yeah, it is a PlayStation Four game as well. You never got a PSP in it though. But like, if we're gonna judge by that, then we shouldn't have had PS Four games on this list. Hey, man. You, we're just having a conversation, aren't I'm we? Just we're just at the voting booth, aren't we? I'm just we're saying. just campaigning. We're just talking. We're just it's, it's, it out. it's on the bracket, mm -hmm. you know? Astro. I'm Ragnarok. I'm Ragnarok. <sighs> Come I'm on. I'm, oh, man. I, w I really want to say Astro, but I have to say Ragnarok. <sighs> like, Astro's, like, I'm ready, for, I'm ready for Astro 2 to come out and then sweep next year's bracket. I want to see the rest of Astro's house. I want to see Astro's bathroom. I want to see Astro's bedroom. I want to see Astro's kitchen. I want more sequels mm. of this series, but we're see, not going to get it. If once we get that full-fledged Astro game, I think I would I think I would go whatever that game is over Ragnarok. Like this that two the 2 to 3 hours of Astro's playroom is some of the most fun I've had in a platformer yeah. probably ever. Okay. God oh, of War Ragnarok advances. Rest in peace, Astro. Uh, the next matchup here in Circle and your final matchup of round two is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart versus Returnal. This is 2021 the sequel. Oh, man, yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. It literally is. I throw it behind Ratchet. Again, this is into that weird thing of like we're making a bracket and talking about all these different things and how if I was just like to anyone, any day, which game should you play? I think Returnal's awesome and has so many, and we've already talked how much we love Returnal and Housemark, but I think Ratchet just appeals to more people. I think that's a more approachable game. I think that's more of a, a good time in some ways. I, I, I'll go for it. No, I was going to say, I think, I think, I agree with Greg. I think it's got more staying power. I think, you know, Ratchet as a brand and everything that it, it does and the, the narrative notes that it, it's managed to hit over the last two decades of games. And the fact that they're still elevating it and they elevated it so far in Rift Apart, like it's just, it, it's, it's Rift Apart for me as well. And I, I hate to say it because I love Returnals. So yeah, I think for, for me, I'm going to go Returnal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like it's a tough thing because I think both of them are super quality games, obviously. But for me, it, it, when I think about the games that stick with me more, it is what are the games that are trying more special things? What are the games that are, you know, trying to create create something new, right? Break the mold and like, find more ways for different genres and stuff to feed in right and like i said earlier that you don't have that many big triple a third um person action roguelikes uh like it's such a unique unique game in the space especially for a playstation studios game right like the big complaint that sometimes we have with playstation studios is that oh man everything is this narrative third person action mm -hmm. game granted returnal is that but it's also roguelike it's also super fast paced it's also an arcade experience and how smart finding their um their flow and finding what triple a looks like to them and doing that in a way that really works for who house mark is sure. um it's also just a visual delight you know getting to that second mm -hmm. world and seeing the tentacle creatures flying visual around delight. yeah oh, god i love it so much and so and returnal i just had more fun with returnal than ratchet and so max where are we at does my vote even matter yes ratchet returnal ratchet the final one here ratchet yeah, yeah. <sighs> no it's it's like that i feel like it's just you know we've said it a bunch but that is showing what a 20 year old flagship playstation franchise looks like on a new piece of hardware we're celebrating the best ps5 games i think that's really i don't know there's a sort of uh it's sort of a test drive aspect to it it's also just a phenomenal game like i don't know 
I mean, it, it, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, I mean, the, the technology that, that we're praising, you know, Spider-Man 2 for was a lot of it was pioneered in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. So, agreed. So then uh, we will stay in circle for your third round matchup. Yeah, third round matchup. Uh, God of War Ragnarok versus Ratchet. Ooh. I'm sorry, Ratchet. I, I'm voting God of War as I'm well. Yeah. <laughs> even, I, this, even though we've used the argument yeah. so many times, well, it's yeah. also on PlayStation 4. I mean, Bill's Returnal, still, maybe, I'm, you know. <laughs> but it's, got, it's Ratchet and cells. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I love Ratchet, but Ragnarok is just, it's my, it's my pick as well. Like, it's just, there's just something about Ragnarok's story and the gameplay and everything, how it just, it blended so perfectly and just affected me on so many levels. You got to ride a yak, too. That was pretty good. Yeah, yak uh, riding. Yeah. No, Ragnarok. All right, unanimously. If, like, at one on. point in the game, Ratchet turned to Clank and was like, what is love if not grief persevering? <laughs> 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 then maybe I'd go Ratchet. Also, I do know that's the WandaVision quote, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can never remember the God of War one. It's uh, to Lord. grieve deeply is to have loved fully. Mm. Yep. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is our first game to move into the final four of the best PlayStation 5 game bracket. Uh, we now go back to Cross. Where we have Miles versus Horizon. <sighs> Here's, I go no please your bracket. Here's my thing with Miles. Here's my thing <laughs> is and I I come back to this every single time we talk, we talk about Miles right. I like the idea of the expand alone. I want to see more of it attempted. I you just don't uh, believe the real games. <laughs> I no I just don't think Miles's story lived up to what that game should have been right. Like I think because of how short the story was, they did not develop those characters in a way, uh, specifically the villains, in a way that made it a worthwhile story, right? That's why I still go to Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1 as being the ones I prefer a bit more because you had a bit more time to sit with the characters. You had a bit more time with developing the stories and developing where we were going. Um, Troy Baker plays a character whose name I can never remember in this game. Topher Grace. This guy right here. Topher Grace, yeah. That's yeah, he played Topher Grace. Troy Baker. <laughs> Troy Baker played Topher Grace. <laughs> he plays Topher Grace, and I'm like, why is he even here? Like, who is this guy? What, what purpose does he serve to the story? Does he make this more interesting? I, th I thought they did the Tinkerer a little bit better, but even still with the Tinkerer story, there are things that for me did not live up to um, building, like, a, a, a story that has a satisfying ending, that has these satisfying relationships and stuff. Like, I think they start to do it, and it loses me a little bit. Um, that said... Horizon Forbidden West, perfect story. You know what I mean? Like, not, not one wrong thing. That's not at all. Just, uh, gee whiz, you're done with this, but there's that thing. Who are, so. the people, who are those people from space? What are they doing here? This is it. Now You go to Vegas in Horizon, so Horizon is my vote. I think it's a great <laughs> argument uh, between two very different types of games. I vote Miles, and I think because I enjoyed Miles, I agree that bad guy is totally forgettable, but I also don't think that was the point. The point was Miles, Harlem, his his community, his family, his, you know, people finding out that he was Spider-Man protecting him, Tinker, he had a Prowler. Like, I think that was way more than Troy being Dover Grace. But I get you, right? But for me, it was one of those things that it was shorter, it was in and out, and I've thought about that game so many times. I've replayed that game for the Platinum. I was all about it. Whereas for about her... Horizon Forbidden West, I thought, overstayed its welcome, didn't have enough Vegas moments, and then to have, I really was so insulted by the ending. I'm just being like, it's done, but here's the real threat, so get ready for Horizon 3. I'm like, oh my god, how many, oh, okay. And I loved the DLC, Burning Shores, I thought was great, and was a much, again, tighter, better experience of like, here's Seika, here's what's going on, here, you know, I, I enjoy Horizon, I love Horizon, I'm not against Horizon, but in this fight, I go miles. Why do you hate Horizon so much? Why do you hate Horizon? Aloy. Actually, Birch and me have problems, aren't <laughs> Too many things to go in your stash. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Guess I better pick this up. Guess I better climb that thing over there. Oh, yeah, got like some I'm room climbing. in my stash still for this. <laughs> I'm going even with all of the jokes aside. I I pick Horizon Forbidden West. Mm -hmm. I love Miles to death. 
I've sung its praises all episode. Um, but Horizon Forbidden West, it's just, it's gorgeous. It's a masterpiece of just design in the world and just how, like, making a destroyed West Coast looks. Yeah. Like, it, it's, and they did such a phenomenal job. The environmental storytelling in this game is fantastic. It's just, it feels alive. Everywhere you go, there's people walking around. Yes, there's people walking around New York when you're in and Harlem when you're playing as in Miles. But this one, it just it felt just so much more vibrant um, for me. And I, again, okay. I agree. I love the art direction. Art direction, I will shout to the from the rooftops. Great crabs, real good crabs. Right, the crabs yeah. are fantastic, dude. And the the, the the character models, especially when you get into yes. the, the Burning Shores DLC. Mm-hmm. They look insane. Like I, I don't think any other game has character models that look as good as they do in, in the with, um, Horizon. And with DLC. how many they have? Yeah, They're all unique. Yeah, like they look incredible. Yeah, Miles. Wow. Ah, so we go to the yeah. chat. Uh, chat. The poll is up now. Horizon or Miles? You will decide who is our next edition and representing the cross bracket in. The final four for the best PlayStation 5 game. Horizon out to an early lead with 71% of the vote. But they are so, and Horizon getting more. <laughs> we will let it go, bud. Oh, no, now it's starting to get a little competitive. We'll see if that, that rides out. Horizon 65-35 right now. Uh, but we'll double back after we uh, get over here uh, to see what's going on in Cross. All right. Over oh, at the triangle bracket. I apologize. You're it's right. all right. Triangles, crosses, <laughs> circles, square. Circle gets the point. Um, triangle gets the point. Here we go. Uh, you know, it's probably like four people in the audience. I got you. Hollywood sticks, yeah, Hollywood squares. Um, and Rip Torn, what do you have to say? Baldur's Gate 3 versus Sifu is where we are. Oh, wait, no, wait. Oh, Final oh, Fantasy, wait. Final Fantasy. Sorry, I forgot Baldur's to fill in my bracket. Oh, Baldur's Gate 3 versus Final Fantasy 7. Um, I love both of these. I've put in hundreds of hours to both of them, but uh, I got to give it to Baldur's Gate 3. I'm sorry. Final Fantasy fans, but Baldur's Gate three. I love D and just, I just want to roll a bunch of dice and punch people. I hear you. Uh, again, I have nothing but respect for Baldur's Gate three. Mm-hmm. I just can't get over how I don't like it, how it feels or plays on console. And I know this is something we talked about when you did it on PC and we were playing on Steam Deck. You're like, you came in like mouse and keyboard are actually good for this game. Like yeah. I, under no circumstances, yeah. I refuse to do it. And now that we're talking about a PlayStation five thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, Final Fantasy seven, something that. I had so much fun with. I played through our game of the year that year. Da 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 da. First Final Fantasy game I finished. Whereas Baldur's Gate, I played. I'm like, oh, I want to love you. I love the story. I love mm-hmm. what the character. I love the building here, and I just can't get around the controls. I uh, so when I was playing Baldur's Gate on PC when it first, the earlier version of the first launch of it, um, I was doing both. I was doing mouse and keyboard for like in combat. Yeah. But I was when I, anytime I had to move around or do anything, it was all controller because it was like it was a great blend. Okay. Is how I ended up having to play it because I was like. Controller is great for so many things, but mouse and keyboard is more tactical. And sure. I'm playing on the tactical difficulties, so I need to be yep. very specific. Close or call one, for one. me, uh, you know, because you can fight a house in, in FF7. <laughs> but if you choose to fight a house in Baldur's Gate, you can do so. You just go start punching the door, throwing yeah. stuff at it. It's great. That's So, yeah, that's the, the doors have HP, giving it to Baldur's Gate. Close on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come in with a twist, and I'm gonna say Final Fantasy. Um, this is—is is this our first like literally split between Beyond and kind of? Oh, Thunder? interesting. I think this might be our first split of the day. The the reason. So why- I can start the next poll. Sorry, Horizon wins fifty-seven percent of the vote. Let's do it. 
the reason why I'm going Final Fantasy is because we're talking about console and PS and PlayStation in particular. Yep. Mm. And I, I, when I switched to mouse and keyboard, that really did turn Baldur's Gate three into kind of a different game for me, where I started to enjoy it way more. And I, I don't think I, I don't think I could imagine booting it up on PlayStation five and playing it with the DualSense. There's that. The other side of it also is just that Final Fantasy seven as a game means so much to the legacy and history of PlayStation. And for me, I'm somebody who. I'll I'll jump into Final Fantasy VII on via emulators allegedly, you know, only allegedly via emulators. Um, I'll boot up the original and like you know try it out, play the original second. Cameron Kennedy, you turncoat. Pulling my Patreon support, sending a check to IGN. Just spend this month's Patreon on the humble bundle. There you go. Humblebundle.com. But yeah, like I'll go. I'll start off with the Shinra segment of Final Fantasy VII, right? And like. You know, it felt like such a, oh, man, this has something to it. Like, uh, my friends would talk about how much they love Final Fantasy VII, lauded as one of the greatest games ever, yada, yada, yada. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was going into it looking forward to it introducing me to why people love Final Fantasy VII so much. And I was shocked by how much it worked. Like, I really love that world. I really love the music. I really love the aesthetic of it. I like Cloud's big, dumb sword. I like Barrett's gun that he has <laughs> on his arm. I like the fact that you fight a house. I like the part where they where they cross-dress. Like, there's so much ridiculous shit in that game. And is Barrett looking at what Barrett, Barrett, what was that? <laughs> you said oh, I had a your gun, gun on my arm. arm. Your gun arm. That was good. That was good. Um, but there's so much dumb stuff in that game. And it all did a did a really good job of introducing me to the lore that i always hear about and like i got to experience it firsthand and it felt just as magical as the way people describe it and it's wild because i know i'm only playing the first third of that story but when i get to the scene where like the plates falling and all that stuff right like mm -hmm. i always think back to like the look in barrett not our barrett but the character barrett the look in his face when he's looking for his daughter and he had this look of desperation and like how well that that was handled and done and like i like, I was emotional in that moment playing that game. I've not had that experience yet in Baldur's Gate 3. Granted, I'm still fairly early on in Baldur's Gate 3 despite playing 30 hours. Um, but yeah, like, I, Final Fantasy, I think, in terms of the PlayStation-ness of it, means so much. So I'm going with Final Fantasy. I'm going to change my answer. You just convinced me. Wow! Yeah. I, think, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is arguably maybe... I mean, this, this conversation could change when the, the rest of the other two-thirds of Final Fantasy 7 come out. Yeah, yeah. But I think Baldur's Gate is, is, a, is, a, is a better game. I think it's a much deeper, more robust experience. That said, FF7 is so iconic of PlayStation. Like, it is, it is, it's that, you know? Like, it's, it's the same stuff that Astro's Playroom made so special. This, like, this, not just, not just, like, cheap nostalgia, but, like, really tapping into, like, what, what made people love that thing in the first place. And, yeah, no, FF7, yeah. I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. I love you, Max. But you're a damn turncoat. I'm a damn turncoat, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Hey, Stab man, me I in the back. I was, I, was, me in the I was mean in Baldur's Just, Gate too. I had to kill Gale. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, oh, I kill Gale every Even time. Even if Max hadn't jumped ship, uh, if Final oh, yeah, Fantasy VII won saw. the poll with seventy. Max is just wow. Max is just out there for the to He's win the appeal of the the uh, the audience. He's trying to bring in new viewers to also watch Beyond. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I... <laughs> <laughs> this yes. is what you're getting, all yes. right? This, this is, is what, you what get. it is. You're getting think, unfiltered I data. I think Larian does a phenomenal job of of adapting that experience to a controller, but at the end of the day, like navigating those menus with joysticks is not ideal. Yeah. I you agree. Know? Like I they agree. are they are they are meant for PC. They're meant for mouse and keyboard. They're meant for that kind of navigation. So. I agree. Also, like Baldur's Gate three, I feel like to get the most fun out of it, you really do want to play in a group where you can get that you can get that top tier experience in Final Fantasy 7 solo where you can still get a lot of fun Baldur's Gate by yourself but it's so much better when you're playing with at least one other person because you know like I said I carry dead bodies my partner will be in a cut scene and I'll just be throwing bodies in the background behind him and he's like what are you doing 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry, about, don't what worry about what don't I'm doing. Don't worry about what I'm doing over there, okay? Uh, that means we need to figure out who advances from the square bracket max. All right, so we have, oh, Elden Ring and Cyberpunk 2077 2.0, the Phantom Liberty Edition remix. Feet, PS5. Feet Edris Elba or whatever. Uh, God, Edris Elba, I love him so much. He looks so good in that game. He looks so good. fantastic. Yeah. So crazy. I'm going to go ahead. I say I would say Elden Ring. I like saying, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm Elden Ring too. I'm also Elden Ring. Like, as much as I'd love to have an upset and send Cyberpunk in, I it's it's Elden Ring. It's just a better game. That's the first time I think I voted for Elden Ring all day today. Proud of you. Yeah, you know. I would have gone Some for people. Cyberpunk. I guess I still am, but it doesn't matter. I know, but I just because of yeah. Come on, Elden Ring. Blech. How much time we got <laughs> left? Switch every round Blech. about like last round. You said Elden Ring was what was the game it went up against? Final Fantasy 16, you're like, Elden Ring is undoubtedly the better game. Oh, I didn't say it wasn't the better game. I'm just saying like what I'd want to play and how I would play the bracket today, all right? <laughs> what are you planning? Shut up, ladies and gentlemen. Your final four looks like this for the best PlayStation 5 game. On one side, God of War Ragnarok versus Horizon Forbidden West. On the other, Final Fantasy 7 versus Elden Ring. Let's get into it. God of War Ragnarok versus Horizon Forbidden West. I, I mean, for me, with a bullet, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I'm also going God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok, yeah. Right. Wow. Ragnarok's going in. Yeah. We're sending Ragnarok to the piles. Thanks for coming, Aloy. I'll get you a nice parting gift. She, I mean, she's like, to Horizon's credit, it is so hard to break in to and become the popular, the favorite child of the Sony franchises. She's doing... um. Yeah, we had Aloy facing off against Kratos and Spider-Man. Yeah. Like she's doing amazing. She's doing great. She's yeah. doing great. It's like, like yes, she's losing here in the semifinals, but like, let's be real. Like she's killing it. I like that we really turn this into like sports commentary. Like she's really, really showing her stuff out there on the court, doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> all made up computer people. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Ragnarok. Uh, okay. I think for me, the, <laughs> as a quick comparison, I think Ragnarok had a little bit less of the characters spoiling the puzzle solutions. Then Horizon, both of them do Except it. that Atreus just walks over and stares at things. Yeah. He needs you to throw like axes Both at. games do it, but I feel like God of War might have balanced it a bit better. Cool. God of War advances to the finals, ladies and gentlemen. But will it face Final Fantasy VII or Elden Ring? We decide now. FF7, baby. Elden Ring. Hell House, Max. You were just swayed. Oh, Elden Ring. Like the, Elden you were Ring. just swayed. Elden Ring. You were just oh. swayed. You were swayed once before. Be swayed again. No. We'll go to the chat because I'm going to pick Final Fantasy VII no. as it was the one I, I finished and enjoyed versus one that I said, get out of here. <laughs> chat, let me remind you that we had a God of Ragnarok Elden Ring face-off already. I know, right? Let's, we just had like, game of the year from last year. <laughs> let's not repeat that. Let's give another. This is open. Is Final Fantasy VII years. versus Elden Ring. Oh, wow. Let's Strong think. start for Final Fantasy VII. Of course, a PlayStation cornerstone. That's weird. You'd think the yeah. Final Fantasy kids would have better reflexes, but I guess... Hey! Hey! Playing on PC for too long just weakened them. Final Fantasy VII with a commanding lead with most of the votes in it would look like 71% right wow. now. Wow, I am shocked. This, this is I'm what happens when I give too good of an argument. <laughs> I didn't want to sway against Elden <laughs> you, Ring. You used your, they used you against you. Yeah. Your own worst enemy. 69%. Nice. Like all of no, Marty says, FF is PlayStation. going up now. <laughs> Elden Ring is for PC dorks. That's not true. D, uh, <laughs> DG Mayer says, Final Fantasy 7 is a PlayStation 5 centric game, whereas Elden Ring is a multi-platform game. So I respect that. It's, it's honestly like it feels, it, Final Fantasy 7 like feels right, but like Elden Ring uh, just 
uh, it rules. It's like the it's a sick game. It's awesome. There's my, all sorts of good stuff in there. You know? My theory is that the God of War Ragnarok fans are voting for Final Fantasy VII because they know if Elden Ring went to the finals, Elden Ring stomping God of War Ragnarok. Ooh. How it went on our game of the year last year? Well, that's our <laughs> game of the year. We're dum dums. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a commanding lead. I'm calling it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII advances with seventy percent of the Let's vote. Go. Your finals are now God of War Ragnarok versus Final Fantasy VII. Ooh. Man, we could have been having this showdown like 15 years ago, huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I'm picking God of War. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I loved Final Fantasy VII. Uh, like I said, all the things I've said about it. Uh, Ragnarok is, I think, head and shoulders a better game, more of the gaming experience I want, uh, more emotional, uh, better characters, uh, the combat. Just across the board, I think it's a better game. Max? I'm going to go with FF7. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Back to the kind of funny side. Bless. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to go with FF7. Yeah. For all the reasons I mentioned earlier. I know God of War also is a story legacy PlayStation franchise and all that stuff. But to Greg's point of God of War being like the, the gaming experience you look forward to, right? I think Final Fantasy VII for me is more the gaming experience I look forward to. Okay. <sighs> man, this is tough. So I get to, I'm the clinch. You I could decide. do it. Yeah. You I could give it. it. I decide it. Look, Look, you can find a house like, in that game. That's the hell house. Yeah, you want to play that game? You can't do that in God of War. God of War, you do get to go inside of a house that's on a turtle's back, though. That is, wow. that is a really cool moment. I that is a very cool moment. Actually, that was, I mean, that was more in 2018. But you do get to do it again in Ragnarok. Spoilers. Um, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love both of these games. I, I don't know if I should have this power. I don't know if you can say God of War that breaks it in half. We send it to the the, the, the I people. Think, I, I think I have to do that. All right. But also, I have a feeling they're going to vote God of War. Who, who in the chats bought? The Did you think? Oh, yeah. I voted for a real time. Yeah. Did you think they were going to vote Final Fantasy over Elden Ring? Because I didn't. I, I didn't actually. Yeah, right. I didn't. These kids are wild cars on Patreon. You don't know they what they're going to do. <sighs> you send it yeah, to them. How did they vote Final Fantasy? I don't, I don't know. Here's how that the happened. thing. You throw it to them. It's not our fault. <laughs> <laughs> but also the, you know the listeners are listening for our opinions they're that listening for true. us they want to hear what we have to say they don't, I, don't let them leave it up to the audience i love final fantasy 7 with all my heart i agree with your guys's points of saying that ragnarok is the better kind of like combat experience that you want out of a full-fledged game 100 percent agree with that better story um, better acting better visuals <laughs> uh i mean they <laughs> Fantastic better performances. Better side quests. Yes. Better powers. FF7 yes. is better, better hair. Weapons. Final Fantasy VII does have better hair. You are 100% I'll right on that, that point. I'll I'll that. Yeah. Yes. I do think that. Mimir! Mimir is fantastic. Um, Playing is Atreus. I'm sorry, spoilers. Yes. <laughs> I trying to say combat. I, okay. Better. So, I would, in a world where Final Fantasy VII was a complete package, we had all three versions, we've seen sure, the full sure, story, sure, sure. I probably 100%, if, it, if they're all on the same level, would unanimously decide Final Fantasy VII. Oh, that's but such a valid answer. Because it is an incomplete tale, and I don't know how the rest of this is going to go. It on its own, great, fantastic game, but Ragnarok tells a full, complete thing. So I'm going to go Ragnarok and put it to the polls. All right, we are going to the poll on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Thanks for watching like Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Complete tale it too. is live. I, say, Ragnarok I mean, for a part of the way. Yeah, Ragnarok is like what? Technically, you're, you're right. Ragnarok you, is the you, second you half of the Showed story. up yeah. 19 hours late to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I love Ragnarok. I think I, I think 
I think to Greg's point, I think Ragnarok definitely pulled on the heartstrings a little bit more. I love what Bless has said about Final Fantasy VII and how just crazy it is and how wild it is with, you know, everything from the honeybee in to just everything else you do. Think about Aerith and Tifa. Yeah. Are you going to let them down? Never. Are you letting them down now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny because one is taking this this very like iconic beloved character. I mean, like, counting you know God of War twenty eighteen too, and reinventing him and completely like changing the tone. Whereas I feel like FF seven is more like, you know, the tone is sort of different, but it, it's not. It's more like a refinement than like a you know. It's a it's a deeper dive into those characters because like Cloud is. I mean, he's never really expressive. But he is more expressive in Final Fantasy VII Remakes. We got to see a lot more of him, of his personality come out in the remake that we just didn't get in 97. Yeah. And I think it's it's a battle between the serious take on, like, Norse mythology and, and like, uh, God of War and, like, the, the gravity of that story that they want to tell versus an over-the-top, goofy, like, that has, like, a lot of heart, right? And a lot yeah. of, like, serious things happening in it, right? But... It is, I don't know what the movie comparison is or the TV comparison is, but it almost does feel like comparing a live action to a cartoon in some sense. Of, yeah. These have way different tones, it's but like, they also pull so hard at the heartstrings. It's also, it's interesting though, because if you went back and it's like, a lot of people have a strong emotional attachment to the original FF7, despite mm -hmm. the sort of cartoony aesthetic. And then flip side, I feel like, you know, there's obviously emotional points in the original God of War games, but they're they're more about like just, yeah, you know, like they're, they're about kicking ass. Like they're more of like a fun, you know, aggro time. Yeah. Like, it's interesting that that's now something we look for in a God of War game. Like yeah. We want we want to cry because we're old and tired. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. With seventy one percent of the vote, God of War Ragnarok is the best PlayStation Five game, <sighs> as decided by Podcast Beyond and PS I Love You XOXO. What I appreciated there at the end was Madeline Stanley responding in chat to Jada and going, Cloud was less expressive in the OG Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> yeah, okay. I never played it, but I have such a hard time believe, imagining that, lol, <laughs> because of how unexpressive he is in the current remake. I mean, yeah, he was less expressive. He'd, Crazy. It's, yeah, it was bad. Max and Jada, thank you so much for coming all the way out here. No, thank you guys for having us. It was so much fun. Obviously, I think so many people are listening on IGN's podcast Beyond Feed, but if they didn't know, they're on our stupid feeds. Where can they keep up with you as individuals, Max? Oh, you can find us over on uh, IGN.com or YouTube.com slash IGN Games. New episode every Wednesday, thereabouts. Uh, full hour long and catch breakouts over on the main IGN channel. Get it on your favorite podcast platforms of choice and whatnot. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Max Scoville. Sorry, X, whatever we're calling it. Uh, no, we're still so saying Twitter. We, we still yeah. say Twitter. Twitter. We don't say X, otherwise he wins. And Jada, you're with Jada Arena? Yeah, Jada underscore Arena on pretty much everything. Awesome. So. If you're listening on, of course, the IGN feeds, we are kind of funny. We put up PS I Love You XOXO each and every Friday. Usually we have Janet with us too, but we didn't want to have her in today because she would have screwed up the whole bracket and we don't want that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you imagine chicory getting to the end? I don't need chicory getting to the end. No, we don't need all these no, things being there. No matter where you were listening or watching today, ladies and gentlemen, remember this collaboration is because of Extra Life. Of course, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash Extra Life to chip in and donate and uh, help us support the Children's Miracle Network Children's Hospitals. Again, and we are playing for UCSF Benioff here in San Francisco. But if you want to do it, you can join Team Kind of Funny and raise for your local children's hospital as well. It does not matter. Uh, if it's not too late, head on over to, of course, IGN.com, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, Twitch.tv slash IGN to watch us do our big old extra live stream from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific, where we will all battle each other and probably have too many drinks and hang out and eat pizza and just have a good time. And it will be so much fun. But for now... On behalf of IGN.com and, of course, kindoffunny.com. And Bear's throwing up the Humble Bundle thing. Don't forget, humblebundle.com. You can go there and get all these different games real cheap and pay what you want. It's an awesome thing. 
It's been our pleasure to serve you. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.